Sean Coogan, Coach Tom, on a Monday morning. It's a big week here on the first coast. Last day we're in studio, and then we shall march into the hallowed grounds of TPC Sawgrass, the very best in the world, who gave us a marvelous run-up, didn't they? Woo! At leaderboard yesterday at Bay Hill. Fantastic. So we're going to talk a lot of golf, obviously, as we move through the week. We'll begin our broadcast uh, live on location tomorrow. Be sure to stop by and see us. We've now gone public. You know, rather than stay behind the security ropes, away from general fandom, we are the show of the people. Uh, and more on that as we move through this week. Got a lot of fun stuff planned for you out at the Players. There are designated events, and then there is the one that's always been designated, and that certainly is the golf tournament we have in our own backyard. It's absolutely loaded stocked field. And based on what we've seen these last few weeks, the best players in the world seem like they're all hovering between A and B-plus games, so we could be in for a real treat this week. Just I've done a, a, a slight look ahead meteorologically. Looks like a great weather week. At least at this point, we know where we live, gang. It can all change in a heartbeat, can't it? But um, it seems like it's uh, certainly setting up for a fantastic week out at the players this weekend. Again, we'll begin a lot of golf coverage in detail when we start our broadcast live out there tomorrow. Not that there aren't some golf uh, subjects to hit on. You know, by the way, a shout out to our man, Matt Every who, despite a, a, a hard luck first round in Puerto Rico, bounced back like a champion, shot 69 on Friday, not quite good enough to make the cut, but if he'd have shot that three under all four rounds, he'd have been in contention. So that's what I'm looking at with her every Friday. Solid bounce back. No no down on your luck, down try. Let's go out, let's put a number up. 69. I see you, Maddie. I see you. Um... I, I got to start. We got interesting uh, storylines again. We're we're you know content heavy again today. We welcome Hickam back to the festivities, so that's coming up uh, at top of the hour, seven o'clock. We got breakfast with Baselli today, right at uh, the beginning of the eight o'clock hour. So we'll uh, catch up with Tony and the combine is kind of first and fo- foremost now, as they've all done their drills, they've all posted their times, they've all slotted into their categories of combine winners or losers. And what do you know? One of the most polarizing prospects in this year's draft just happens to be right here in our own backyard. Literally, as Anthony Richardson continues prepping for the National Football League uh, with Denny and his group at uh, here locally. Obviously, uh, a short tumultuous wouldn't be the like like you, you unfulfilling career at Florida a gator fan feels unfulfilled by what they saw out of Anthony Richardson but I'm just I'm kind of I, I I'm I just it it's it's fascinating to me to kind of step back I don't have a real strong thought here on Anthony Richardson and I'm not trying to avoid I don't have an emotional tie I'm not oh wishing great for a Gator I don't oh think he's going to be a star oh I I don't oh think he's going to be a bus I complete I put what happened at the combine in its perspective of the other things I definitely don't fall into if you take Anthony Richardson in the top 10 I don't know what you're doing category I don't fall into that category and that's what's so interesting about Anthony Richardson, who, if you missed it, set all kinds of combine records with the broad jump and the high jump. He he ran a 40 that was, 
you know, faster than most running backs run at the combine. Like the second or third fastest quarterback time in 20 years. And again, highest broad and, and, and high jumps in combine history when it comes to the quarterback position. It's the vehemence with which the opinion is stated. Like, and I don't know, you know, Gator Nation, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the feeling a little bit that this isn't like a, I don't know how to even phrase it exactly right. I, it doesn't feel like anyone's rooting for Anthony Richardson. Let's put it that way. You feel me on that, E.T.? I do. Yeah, right. It's not a warm, fuzzy, oh, go get him. It's all like, oh, he was terrible at Florida, 53% passer. You got to look at his tape, not his numbers, blah, blah, blah. There's some truth in all that. But I promise you this, whoever takes Anthony Richardson in the top 10, and they will take him in the top 10, okay, they're drafting him for his ceiling. Kids started 13 games. It wasn't just the speed with which he ran or the height to to which he jumped or the length to which he leaped. It's also what he was doing out on the field throwing against air, which stood up well against the other guys they're throwing. One thing has emerged, all things considered. Apparently, he's just nailing interviews. He's a nice kid. Like, if you knew Anthony Richardson and the humility and the, and the nice kid that he was, I think a lot more people would root for him. But between just your natural kind of anti there, – there's a bunch of camps here. There's, like, the anti-Florida, you know, Gator suck crowd, right? There is the unfulfilled Florida fan who, uh, you know, I've seen Anthony Richardson, you know, blah, blah, blah. He won't do this. He won't do that. He threw it in a row 20. There's, there's, there's that crowd. And that crowd is loud. Right. There's the, it doesn't matter who comes along. They're, they're, they're never going to be good crowd. I mean, we got a loud group of people that said Trevor Lawrence wouldn't be what Trevor Lawrence is. And he had a lot more coming in. So there's that crowd. They just want to tell you because they know more football than you crowd. It's not about combine numbers and heights and weights and speeds. It's about tape. I agree with that. It's the vehemence, though, with which that side comes at Anthony Richardson, which doesn't match what the potential actually is or could be. I don't know what Anthony Richardson's going to be in five years in the NFL. I, I don't know. I, I you know, my, and, and here's another thing, too. We're, we're not going to, look, Here's the narrative on Anthony Richardson, isn't it? Well, you got to go to a situation where he sits for a year, right? You think Anthony Richardson goes in the top 10 of the draft this year, he's going to sit for a year? Anyone believe that? Not top 10. No way, dude. And now the question becomes, you know, you add now another layer to any development that Anthony Richardson has. Can he survive living through the growing pains that are going to come? Josh Allen's first year in Buffalo was not good. E.T., go to the research department for me, my friend. Pull up Josh Allen's rookie year in Buffalo for me, if you would. Anthony Richardson has to be a willing runner in the NFL. I I don't know why he did not appear to be that last year in Gainesville after really the first game. I don't know if he was beat up, banged up. I don't know if it was play calling. I don't know if his personal option. I just don't know why that was because he is a devastating runner, a game-breaking potential as a runner he's almost as big as cam newton but he runs as fast as you know lamar jackson not quite that fast but you get my drift faster than cam did you see how they put together you can overlap the video and they can show you different prospects as they run the 40 and how Uh far one and it was like it was and they did the three gator ties at least tebow cam and ar 
you know, and it's AR and four or five steps behind him is Cam and another three or four behind him is Tebow. <laughs> I mean, athletically, he, he is a freak. We saw that there. I, I don't know why anyone would ever draft a quarterback based on his, his high jump. I, I Did we not know that this is the kind of things Anthony Richardson was going to do with the combine? We, and we, say, right, we knew we all along. We knew he was going to rip that apart. And it might be news to some people who are out there, but the, the number I go back to again and the, and the reality is when you draft him, you drafted him for a seal. Well, you got some Josh Allen year one for me? I do. Can I get the compl- First of all, give me the completion percentage. 52%. 52%. Now, this is a cat we're calling the best. This is coming out of college where he completed 56% in his senior year at Wyoming with 16 touchdowns, 6 picks. Anthony Richardson completed 54% for 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. All right, what do you have? Touchdowns and interceptions. <laughs> 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Okay. Now, how, how's, how's he doing? Quarterback rating of 67.9. Okay, yeah. Right? Bust. Told you. I was there. I was in that category. I didn't believe in taking a guy who had proven to be inaccurate in college and, you know, fixing him or however you want to describe it. But that next year, he threw 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Okay, better, but still not Josh Allen, right? It takes a while. So if you draft Anthony Richardson, you have to be willing to sit through 12 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, and 54%. Now, how many yards did he run for as a rookie? Rookie rushing, rushing. rushing. Seven, 800 yards? I give it to you. Hold on. That's the best comp for Anthony Richardson. It's Josh Allen. Big, strong, athletic, mobile, can be a really good runner, forceful runner, who has to develop as a passer and the concepts of leading an NFL offense. And safe to say Josh Allen is, has has arrived there. That's not an indicator that Anthony Richardson will. Josh Allen is Josh Allen, and he's proven it uh, for himself. And, again, I'm not beating a dead horse here over Anthony Richardson. It'll fall where it does. I would not have a problem with a team taking him as the third quarterback taken in this draft in a, in a, in a quarterback-weary organization giving it a shot based on all the parameters that he'll bring to the table in the National Football League. Is Anthony Richardson going to bust out in his first game and throw for 350 and run for a score and be the rookie of the year? It doesn't feel like it. But how much can he improve through the offseason in an NFL camp, being there early in many camps? the work that he'll put in, those will all help determine it as well. But again, it's the vehemence of disagreeing with that possibility that surprises me just a little bit. Tony's in that category. I don't think it's anything anti-Florida or anti-Elts. It's just, hold on, this guy's played 13 games. Show me his tape. I don't need to know what his uh, high jump is. 631 yards. Yeah. Well, he did it as a runner. Yeah. Rushing touchdowns. Do you have any of those? Six of them. Yeah. Oh, eight of them. I'm well, sorry. there you go, eight. So that gets that overall up to 18 and 12, doesn't it? Right? Touchdowns produced versus, the you know, interceptions thrown. So, again, patience, whether it is like Josh Allen thrown into the fire right away and just understanding that we are not measuring progress by stats or whether it's the patience of being able to place him behind a veteran quarterback to at least start and see where we wind up. It is fair to say that Anthony Richardson has uh, – earned a lot of skepticism about his ability to take it back in the pocket and deliver the ball on strike, on time, downfield. We we saw him struggle with that at Florida, you know, in like his third or fourth start ever. Got to face the bullets. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm not willing to say that five years from now, Anthony Richardson isn't Josh Allen. 
And I'm also not willing to say that five years from now, he isn't Blake Bortles or, you know, pick a, pick a top 10 quarterback who, um, you know, brought his share of question marks who didn't work out. So uh, anyway, that's among the other topics because there's certainly others to go through. We can kind of sort through the positional me- uh, needs of the Jaguars and which players may have um, enhanced themselves. I do find it to be kind of a, a, of a, of a conversation that could come out both sides of your mouth. And here's, here's what I mean about combine and quote combine warriors, right? Anthony Richardson, you can argue away what he did at the combine saying, don't fall, fall for a combine monster, fall for what you've seen on tape and what his stats were. Right. And yet I got the Georgia tight end, Darnell Washington, who was just a monster, had numbers that, that matched, you know, skill positions with the way he ran the 40, the way he pushed the blocking sled, the way he did the three-cone drills. He brings in that unbelievable size, and now, you know, suddenly, oh, a guy who caught a very limited number of passes at Georgia. I mean, I would also throw him, for the sake of the combine only, into one of those combine warriors who really upped his stock based on, on that as well. So there are plenty of them out there. It's funny to me, though, that it's definitely Anthony Richardson's uh, aren't as important, yet uh, Darnell Washington seems to legitimately get your interest more based on some of uh, those some of those numbers posted that we that we saw. So, yeah, we'll get into get into the combine. We will uh, certainly do that with Tony. We've got breakfast with Baselli. We've got a lot of other stuff uh, coming up as we uh, move along this morning. Did you have a good weekend, ET? What'd you do, man? Anything? I went and saw that Creed Three. You did do it. You true to your word. How true was it? it? I've heard good things. Yeah, it was good. Great movie. Great movie. I gave it about a nine. Eight okay. And a half nine. Yep. Oh. Well, yeah, nine's uh, nine. Uh, I, I, I'm assuming out of ten. Out of ten. <laughs> well, there you go, uh, gang. The, the the official E rating is in. And uh, a nine out of ten. There you go. I saw your boy Jackson Mahomes got in the news oh, over the weekend. How's that working? What word? is wrong with this kid? How's that man? working for you, man? Huh? Hey, man, Ja, what are wrong with them? Man? What's wrong with those guys? Yeah, Ja's another one. We'll get into the, uh, both those storylines and more. By the way, Bryce Young weighed in. We'll update you on that. Some other combine news and notes. Got a football fix coming up, uh, bottom of the hour, um, or I guess near the top of the 7 o'clock hour, in fact. Also, uh, basketball talk. Interesting basketball uh, scoops and storylines. In fact, when we come back on the other side, I have a Shazam spotlight that really hit home this weekend. Safe to say scoring is up in the league, right? You feel that. You can see it. These these dudes are going for big-time numbers. Well, in a year where big-time numbers have become normal, it was an all-timer yesterday, and I'll tell you how when we come back on the other side. As well, the college basketball regular seasons, for the most part, have finished. Other college basketball news and notes and March Madness tidbits. Um, the A-Sun, to which both UNF and JU belong, has a cool uh, kind of sidebar subplot to them winning the conference tournament and representing in March Madness, and I'll uh, tell you what that is, too. So, you're listening to The Drill. We're up and running. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorceMenOnly.com. <laughs> sifting through the very point that I made to open the last segment, playing out with a couple of threads on the text line. 
Uh, most look at it rationally. But again, there's that total anti from the Texan Design by Lifetime Enclosures. Uh, overrated quarterback again. Five years from now, he will not be in the league. It's that five years from now, he will not be in the league. Like, with such authority, it's it's a comical. The vehement. Well, I, the vehement. That's what I mean, right? And then, you know, again, there's always the anti-Gator perspective if you're a Georgia or Noel fan. And so, you know, I responded, there you go. Just what I mean. Uh, go, Knowles. I want the same energy for Jordan Travis. You guys are giving the trash quarterback from Florida. Again, there's that word. Uh, all next offseason, uh, combine time, I won't draft position updates on Jordan Travis. Um, and I said when he breaks every combine record and is projected in the top 10, I imagine you'll get a lot of Jordan Travis talk. We'll talk about Jordan Travis when he's going to the league. And you know, the point is you're, you're already predicting an incorrect outcome. If Jordan Travis has the buzz around him that Anthony Richardson has next year, we'll talk an awful lot around Jordan Travis, particularly if he's like working out here in the backyard. So. Um, and then this guy tells me Blake Bortles also broke the combine record. Oh, okay. See, that's where you lose. That's where you lose all your cred. You see what just happened there? You're trying to make an argument here and you're moving along and then you drop on me. Blake Bortles broke all the combine records. I don't know where to go from that. So, uh, anywho, uh, so Jackson Mahomes is the bad boy brother of Patrick Mahomes. He is viewed by and large by general population as super annoying. Is that at least the, the very least I could say, E.T.? <laughs> I'm not on social media, so I'm not aware of all the, 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 you know, most of what I've seen Jackson Holmes is more cringy, immature. We've seen him act more than rudely at games, whether it's, I, I don't want to, you know, misappropriate here, throwing stuff at people or taunting or whatever it is. Is that also accurate, E? Accurate. Okay. And there's a fine line. I see when you act the ass and no one ever guides you out of your astom, you cross over into criminal at times. And so when you're hanging out at a bar and the owner of the bar who you find yourself to be friendly with, when you come up from behind you and you aggressively grab her by the throat and you kiss her, yeah, it kind of goes out of the old prank bad boy into like potential criminal charges or at the very, very least now another update and just to exactly the creep show that this dude apparently is. I don't know what's going to come out of it, whether it'll be officially an assault. Have we seen that, E.T.? Will it be oh, man. presented? I haven't seen that it's going to be a charge. I know at one point that was the you know rumor going around that it could be, but if the, the, the actual security video, you can see exactly what I'm saying. Yes, you can. Now, her reaction wasn't some immediate, like, run for her life, so I don't know the relationship between the two of them. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But that went beyond just being, like, immature or inappropriate. At least it certainly seemed like that. I, <laughs> after just uh, declaring my, at best, ambivalence toward the league, I caught a little bit of the XFL this weekend. And <laughs> Did you? I, well, I only bring it up for, for this reason. I saw The Rock on SportsCenter explaining his league, the league that he bought. And so I'm thinking of the XFL in these terms and the branding that it takes to actually be successful. You just don't come out of the gates and wow them. But if you had some staying power and you develop some recurring themes within your product, could could you not, if you can last, if you can get past, I mean, the problem with all these leaks, and I'm not now encouraging anyone to watch or saying that it's any better than it's been. I'm talking about just from a business standpoint just last 10 years and build up at least some 20, 30,000 fans in your buildings. Like, here are a couple observations from the weekend. But one, 
the fact that it's run by The Rock and what he can bring and he's face of it. We did this with Peyton Manning. I nailed it. I said he'd be number one. He's the number one Q-rated athlete out there. Q-rated is just basically your recognition, your likability, and all those things. I would suggest to you that Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is in the top five of celebrity Q-ratings. Do you have a celebrity Q-rating? I have one. I can't find an uh, like an updated 2023 one. Okay. Or what, 2022. What are we, 2021? This one's from 2019. Okay, that's a while ago. He's kind of still, who were they then? Or where was The Rock at that point? All right, I'm scrolling through right now. Michael Stray hands up here. Uh, who is this gentleman? John Dickinson or Dickerson's on here. I would think that, that okay. We don't have a look. I mean, that's four years ago. Yeah, now I want to find a current one because that's a good one. The Rock the definitely Rock, right, is very up popular. There. He doesn't Absolutely. doesn't ruffle feathers. He doesn't matter where you stand, what color you are, which pot, which political party you follow. The Rock's a likable guy, right? Everybody loves. The ton Rock. of charisma, ton of results in his life, and he tells a good story that needs to be heard by everyone. Just from the standpoint, is his idea of the of the XFL is fifty four. You know what that means. He wants a league full of 54th guys, guys that just couldn't quite make it, that are hungry, who need the opportunity. And the reason he wants that is he feels that's where he fell as a player. He was a good football player. Wasn't good enough to make and stay uh, in the NFL, but a league like this would have been an outlet for it. I'd say things worked out fine for The Rock, but for most players that fall in that category, they don't go on to super, you know, mega stardom through wrestling and, and acting and everything else. All right, but as to what a few of the things to note, the Washington crowd was actually pretty good. It was at least, you know, it's the first time I've seen an XFL game or USFL game, whatever these games are, where it actually looked like there was a little bit of an environment. So I'll say that. And again, they could be tightening in. I'm not telling you they were playing in front of 40 grand, but maybe 15 and somewhat loud. So, you know, compared to some of the Barron stadiums we've seen, it's just a better look, right, as a fan. I've said this before. The worst thing you can do to a fan is put a game on and no one's there. It just screams no one cares. And football seems even worse. I mean, it's just a big cavernous stadium. No one's there. If you turn on a basketball game and there's no one there, or if you turn on a, really those two as much as any. So, you know, Washington getting a crowd matters. Um... On the field, Josh Gordon had 12 catches for 225 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> now, look, cynically, it's it's all you got to do is look at Josh Gordon's NFL resume. It's been years since he's been, and he's been given some chances. He signed with a couple of teams. He's run afoul of the uh, policies in the league. Again, he's been suspended numerous times. But as to, I mean, I know he got a chance with the Patriots. I know he got a chance with the Seahawks. I think he got a chance with the Chiefs. All when these are good teams where they're wondering, can we add this veteran piece and can he recover some of what he was his first couple of years? Because he had a couple of years when he first came to the league with the Browns where he was like, you know, amazing. Incredible numbers. Looked like he was, you know, going to just fall into that category of top four or five receivers, didn't he? But anyway, I was kind of interested. He caught his balls from Ben DiNucci, who's a former Dallas Cowboy. Um... And A.J. McCarron's off to a hot start. Again, 54. You think of that. These, these guys that the Rock in the league feels are just a spot or two away from being NFL players. Embrace that. Try and build on it. We'll see. I doubt it succeeds. I don't know how deep the pockets will be or how long the patience will run. But 
The Rock kind of made it catch my eye this weekend. Oh, so Bryce Young stands 5, 10, and 3 quarters. I believe that's about the same as what Kyler Murray was. He weighs a little less, but he did crack the 200-pound mark. So Bryce Young's size will not preclude. He'll be the shortest. I had the numbers in front of me at one point this weekend and just bombarded with, you know, sports statistical information for the last 72 hours. It's jumbled up there in my head somewhere. Maybe the sh- maybe the slightest ever in the first round. Very close. Very close in size, though, to Kyler Murray, who went number one overall, who then completely different players, right? We've seen Murray, you know, avoid and run and beat you with his legs a lot more than we will Bryce Young, but it does show, and I like what Bryce Young said up there. Look, I don't want to tell you, I am what I am. I'm confident that I'll get the job done wherever I go. It's never been an issue for me at any level of football, and I would hope and expect that it won't be at the next. I'm paraphrasing. So, C.J. Stroud probably viewed overall as having the best combine. Again, dudes are throwing against air, you know, but but you don't want to be inaccurate or throw a bad ball. And so, for the most part, it seemed that C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson got highest marks for that. Uh, you know, Richardson, not just the, the other combine numbers, but footwork technique and the way he threw the football. Will Levis seems to have settled down to the fourth, and Bryce Young's a little bit more of an unknown, but I still think is viewed as the first quarterback to be taken. You know, the fact that he wasn't 5'9 and three quarters and 181 pounds or 91 pounds or 86 pounds matters. You know, getting up over the two bills, which he said he thought he would be at. You know, this came on the heels of Greg Cosell's up there making the rounds. We had the soundbite here where he already was 169 pounds a year and a half ago when they faced Georgia. That would be super tiny, so a little more bulk. There, I would say this about uh, Anthony Richardson. I do find it kind of funny when we talk about the long jump and the broad jump as something that's seriously, um, something that seriously matters for a quarterback. Like the picture of Anthony Richardson jumping up for the high jump. You know what my first thought is? Well, at least he'll never snap it over his head. What else does that tell me? Other than he, other than he can corral a snap about two feet higher than any other quarterback. What is the value of that play, of that skill? Yeah, for a quarterback, not much, right, e? Um, And I would also say this, all right? A lot was made. He, he posted, you know, they have an athleticism score at the combine, all right? And we have the top five all-time. Anthony Richardson, by the way, is now number one. A score of his combine workouts, athleticism score. These are combine quarterbacks since 2003. Anthony Richardson, number one now all-time with a score of 99 based on the, you know, what he worked out, what he did. That actually ties for first all-time with another guy who looked like he might be a good quarterback. Got injured, never was, but Robert Griffin, the third. But then... And this is where the buyer beware and stick to the tape and tell me about football. I'm not drafting a decathlete. I'm drafting a quarterback. The next three on the, on the list are Tyree Jackson, Trevor Knight, and Tyrod Taylor. So you tell me just how overall important the QB athleticism score is. I'd say not so much. If the top five includes, if the third best ever uh, was turned in by Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo in 2019, if the fourth highest all-time was turned in by Trevor Knight out of Texas A&M in 2017, 
And then Tyrod Taylor would be the best among those three as just a venerable veteran journeyman quarterback. So, yeah, the numbers are impressive, and they put you in, in rare form. But that that history that you share, you're sharing with guys who never amounted to anything. It's certainly going to be a lot more than that broad jump, high jump, 40 speed, and all the other, um, all the other stuff. I have a Shazam Spotlight brought to you by ShazamAuto.com. We could Shazam just the decision-making of one John Morant. More on that in just a second. Uh, but instead, as we've kind of talked about, in a year where NBA scoring is just through the roof, it's never been this roofed to wit. Uh, what do these guys have in common from yesterday? Kyrie Irving, Desmond Bain, Julius Randle, Jalen Green, Jalen Williams, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard, Emmanuel Quickly, Mikael Bridges, Shea, Gilgis Alexander, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard, Paul George, and Zach Levine have in common. I gave you about 30 names there. Oh, man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 14, 21. What do they have? What this, do they have in common? Did they all put up at least 30 points? They all put up at least 30 mo- points. It's the most on any single one date in NBA history. They all put up at least 30? They all put up at least 30. Oh, well, I guess that. Yesterday. Yeah, they all put up at least 30 yesterday. 18 total players put up at least 30 points yesterday. It's the most on a single day in NBA history. That's the Shazam Spotlight brought to you by ShazamAuto.com. Murray Ford Superstores down in Stark and uh, and Kingsland. Um, Shazam! By the way, Giannis, you see what Giannis did yesterday? Yeah. Weak sauce, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't really go for that. The game man. is running out. Milwaukee has just beaten uh, the Washington Wizards. Le- uh, uh, Giannis <laughs> has got over 30 points. He's got 15 assists. He has nine rebounds. As the clock dribbles under five seconds, he dribbles down under the basket, shoots and intentionally misses the layup to grab the rebound and get the triple-double. Yeah. Are we not beyond that, man? That's weak, dude. That's Bush League. That's something J.R. Smith pulls. <laughs> okay? Come on, dude. You're MVP. You're NBA champion. That's weak, man. But the only if I only had a brain award, he's got to go to a guy that we found ourselves talking about too much. We forgot that he's uh, costing the mall security guard in the list of transgressions we were talking the other day. He's also had that in this. First, it was the his 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 group, and apparently he was even in the car scoping out with a laser, you know, sights on a gun. Indiana Pacers staff. There was the accosting of a security guard. There was uh, punching a teenager in the face and then flashing a gun. This was all percolating. We went away. And then Ja Friday night, after a game with Denver, thought it'd be a great idea to be in a in a strip club, wasn't it, E.T.? Yeah. It in a strip club, walking around, shirtless, with holding a gun. That's just crazy. Holding That's- a gun. I mean, what in the hell, dude? Yeah, that's just crazy. Why would you flash that in in the strip club on 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 your Instagram live? That's crazy. How dumb are you? Just dumb, man. Stop it. And then I saw a lot of people. Hey, man, whoever you're running with, stop. 
Hey, does Ja even realize he's a he's an NBA superstar? I mean, finally the Grizzlies said, right, well, we got to suspend the cap for a couple of days and see. And then to hear his players talk last night, his teammates talking about him like they're gonna be with him through this, like he's Tavar Hamlin. Like something happened to him. He's a victim of something. Yeah, it's decision making. Big time victimization there. Bro, you we need an intervention here. Uh, this is not going to end well, man. It's just one thing after another, isn't it, E.T.? Yeah. Doesn't it give you that sense? The NBA and the Grizzlies, they're really they're doing him a favor by by doing this to him. Because, like, think about it. If I'm flashing a gun on my Instagram, 10 is not going to suspend me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they're doing him a favor, and hopefully he realizes this favor that they're doing to him. Because he, well, he has the potential to make a half a billion dollars in his career. Listen, man, we're going to – if we're going to constantly bring up impact, you, it, it also has to be noted that, like it or not, John Morant is a hero to a ton of little kids. Black kids, white kids, all kids. Yep. It ain't cool to say that's cool because guess what? The rest of us don't think it is. There's a very small percentage of the population, and there are some, that think it's cool to be on Instagram in a strip club flashing a gun. Most of us think that is ridiculous. You are a caricature of a clown. And so, yeah, this just in. The, the logo doesn't want you flashing guns. And, and again, the impact within the African-American community of what is happening with kids and guns. Read the room. Am I wrong? Well, absolutely right, man, because he has a platform. Like, he's one of... Who doesn't like to watch John Morant play? He's a fantastically entertaining Everyone player. Everyone loves to watch him play. So they're going to follow him. And when they see him do stuff like this, his influence, they're, they're going to see that and they're going to portray it and do it. Come I'm not on, saying man. you have to be a proactive warrior. Don't have to. Just right. don't be the worst example of what you should be doing. If you Most people in that situation, shirt, off, strip, club, gun, flashing, it doesn't end well for I'll, be, I'll go shirt off in the strip club. No problem. I'll do that. But the gut, come on, bruh. Come on. Yeah. I just, again, this is, by the way, on the heels of three days later, there being a report that he flashed a gun at a kid, which he denied. Do you believe him now? Is there any shred of belief to that now that Ja didn't indeed, after punching the kid, go to his car, get his gun, and come back to Bruce Park? And even if he did it, Perception is everything. Well, that action in the strip club, like, who's going to believe that you did it, man? Yeah. Um, guys, just wow, man. I couldn't believe it when I saw the I video. Just, uh, yeah, right? Is this a joke? Like, right? No is this, can you Photoshop video? What is this? Surely he's just holding a gun. Maybe a shirt. Not, I mean, not a gun, a, a, a glass. Right? A drink. What the hell is Is that real? <laughs> um. I give Todd Gold credit for getting nine SEC wins out of his basketball team. The Gators get over 500. That should put him in a position to, um, to, to make the NIT if that's something they want. And I would assume it would be. I think it's uh, Mississippi State. They get by first round from where they finished. I think they play Mississippi State, and the winner of that game would play Tennessee. I think that's what uh, how it would play out. Um, Assuming Tennessee beats whoever uh, comes out, and to be that might be a pretty big assumption. Uh, SEC basketball is I mean, Tennessee with some injuries, Alabama with just some chaos. They lost to Texas A&M over the weekend. 
but March Madness certainly comes in our scopes here. All the big-time conference uh, uh, tournaments are this week. But the A-Sun Conference finale was yesterday. It was won on the last-second shot. It was won by Kennesaw State. And Kennesaw State is coached by, you remember Sharif Abdul-Rahim? Oh, yeah. I remember Sharif Abdul. He, uh, he, Memphis? He, Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah. He was, I think, maybe even drafted by Atlanta and then went to, to Memphis. But, you know, was a very good player for a number of years. I think he was the number three overall pick in the draft. And he's a Georgia kid um, who went to Cal, I think. I think he's a but Georgia, I think he's Atlanta area. Went to Cal. Um, so he's back in Georgia, Kennesaw State, obviously, in the state of Georgia. And it's real. I saw a graphic, real interesting. You know, his first year there, they went like one and twenty-eight, then they won like seven games, and then they won like eleven games. And now, yesterday, they win the 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 conference championship. They'll go off to March Madness, uh, beating Liberty. That's the same uh, conference. I'll bring this up. That's uh, JU and UNF's conference. All right, let's get some NFL notes with the football fix when we return. You're listening to the drill on the Monday morning quarterback, divorcementonly.com. We all remember the two-point conversion, pump fake, spin move, electric factory early in the season, but then there wasn't as much success for the Florida Gators. His name starts coming up, especially with Jalen Hurts' success and Shane Steichen and what the NFL is becoming. What's he gonna do this weekend? Do you think it's gonna wow people? And in the classroom, in the meetings, allegedly he's been the greatest all weekend. Did you expect that from your guy, Anthony? Yeah, 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 absolutely expected that. Yeah, no doubt. He's a really smart guy, um, really intelligent guy. It's just his passion, his obsession about not just the game of football, but about the craft and about winning and, and, and how does he continue to get better. And so, you know, as you work through this process, you spend a lot of time with these guys and, and you just start to see it coming together. And you mentioned I've worked with him forever and I have, but we have our whole team on him now. We have Will Hewlett, who is one of the best quarterback trainers in the world on him. And it's just his drive to get information and his drive to be better is the part that's going to make him um, separate himself from the rest of the people. That's amazing. I can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to hear it. And it sounds like a perfect quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, we're back with a football fix. It's brought to you by the Jordan Creek Golf Club. Recently uh, redone. The greens are all redone. They're starting to come into play. I'm telling you that we're going to be shooting for perfect conditions, I would say, about like into April. Kind of still growing in from some of the work they did, but... Fantastic improvements. The beautification process will continue, and the greens are getting in better, better, and better shape. Already much better than they were before anything was done. So just putting that out there. That's our guy, Denny. Denny Thompson is shot to the big time. What's the big time? Well, I don't know. It's the, I don't know, big time, but it's the same platform that Aaron Rodgers goes on every Tuesday, right? The Pat McAfee podcast talking to Denny about uh, Anthony Richardson, who wowed him with his combine numbers this weekend. All right, let me, let me, reset the Bryce Young so it's accurate at least officially 510 and 18 so not 510 and 70 510 and 18 204 pounds when he goes perhaps number 1 overall he's going to be the lightest round 1 quarterback since at least 2006 and he's going to be the shortest round 1 quarterback not first pick round 1 quarterback ever or at least since the merger in 1967 which is kids say it with me Forever ago. Uh, the top time, if you're interested at the combine this year, it's always kind of cool when it's a stupid number. But it was a, I believe it was a defensive back prospect. Yeah, cornerback from Michigan, DJ Turner. 4.26 seconds. That is quick. I want to know how it feels to go that fast, man. <laughs> I can't, I, man, 
That is fast now. Uh, the Raiders plan on using their franchise tag on running back Josh Jacobs. He certainly went out and earned it. He was the leading rusher last year, and he'll get $10 million for at least one year. Of course, they can still uh, negotiate until mid-July. Same situation would, would be there if officially Evan Ingram gets the franchise tag here in Jacksonville, which is coming, according to all reports. Man, this guy has been around forever. It feels like Brian Hoyer has been with the Patriots as long as Tom Brady, doesn't it? He's still in the league? Well, not anymore. The Patriots have informed him that they will uh, release him before the start of free agency. Uh, Hoyer started one game last year. Week four overtime loss to Green Bay. He's 37 now. He was on injured reserve for the remainder of the year. College for Brian Hoyer? Yeah, that's uh, Ohio State. That's what I'm going with. Uh, anyway, you wonder. Uh, Brian Hoyer maybe at 37 even goes and stands on someone's sideline with a clipboard. That's perfectly typecast for you know what what he has been, um, which is a forever backup quarterback. There have been a couple of times teams. He may have even got a full year with Houston one year. Did he? 2015. Yeah, whole year, right? I think he got a whole year. Yeah, I mean, he was with the Browns. He got a little cup of coffee, but he feels like he's, like, bounced back and forth with the Patriots for 100 years. Um, Michigan State, by the way. Michigan State, okay. State. Big Ten State. How about that? All right, the quarterback, um, you know, windmill is still just kind of slowly out there in the distance, and Derek car can can go first because he's just out there as a street free agent and have to wait for free agent to begin doesn't have to have his deal you know he's already just been released by the Raiders so there's the thought now at least some reports coming out he's leaning to the Jets over the Saints um, and the Panthers um, meanwhile you know these rumors that Daniel Jones wants 45 million dollars seem to be like being confirmed through negotiations you want to pay Daniel Jones $45 million? I don't know. The Giants? Don't know that either. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by the Jewel and Creek Golf Club. Our friends over at Jewel and Creek working hard to get it in the best shape ever. Uh, got great deals. They've got a great staff. Tons of improvements. Check out my friends at the Jewel and Creek Golf Club. Hick and Rival and more come your way next. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! Yes, sir! Oh, shout out! Shout out! I know you're out there, Logan. Logan, 10 years old, my man. Happy birthday, Logan. E, tell him happy birthday. Hey, Logan, happy birthday, my Jeff, boy. Jeff, tell yes, Logan sir. happy birthday. H to the BD. Ten years old with his sister Addison listening. Life, Logan. Life in front of him. Logan, let us give Knock you one dead. little life lesson, my man. One little life lesson. You got to not go down I-10 to Tallahassee, Logan. You got to stop in Gainesville, my man. Let go of that no love mm. and be a Gator. Yeah. That's all. Happy birthday, Logan. Mm. And shout out to New York. Oh!
<laughs> Who was that last night, oh, Jeff? Come on, man. Who was that, E? You're coming back. What just happened? From four days off, with all the interesting stuff we got Woo! going on. It's TPC week. It's what? the combine. They have what? Jag news. You're what? Co- you're stepping in with the Knicks. What a game! What about the Rangers? We're going to talk about them. Double overtime. Rangers have lost like seven out of eight, E, since you played the song for them. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. See, we got Kaner. I know. That's what we played. Have you won since then? Probably not. No. 0-2. Oh mm. uh, yeah, good to be here. Good to be hanging with you boys again. It's, uh, well, good. Monday morning. I've got a case of the moon days. Yeah, me too, friend. I don't know what to tell me you on that. Um, it's lots of stuff going on. I, I've, I've, I've done it. I've, uh, What's that, buddy? I haven't done it. I warned myself, and yet I still am tempted to do it, I guess. Oh, what do we got? What's this? I got the, the Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young thing. I, you know, you're so tempted when you see 6'4", 240 running like that and jumping like that and throwing like that, and and you're very that tempted, and you have rapid to— Rapid departure. Well, you have to sit there and say, well, wait a second. Who is the better player? Oh, I— But 5'10 and 1'8 is Kyler Murray— Without the speed, he better be great, and he is. But you better be convinced. Yeah, as far as how the NFL plays, uh, yeah, I'm not. It's so funny. I mean, you just blew by where I was at least cautiously optimistic. You can understand why people would dress. Bryce Young was on the uh, high school team in California where everybody was the best. Okay, he had Uh the best everything in front of him. Then he went to Alabama where every where he's throwing the first round picks. He's being blocked for by. Unbelievable people. There's always that question when he goes. He'll get all that in the NFL. Uh, (laughs) He'll have the best receivers and best offensive line he's ever had. (laughs) Yeah, but he's going to be playing against guys. Okay, that's fair, too. And he's going to have an offense. Still playing against Georgia. He's playing against, I mean, that's every quarterback, really. I know. know. Plenty of those. I know. It just gets tempting. Wow. Oh, it gets tempting. Went from not trusting Anthony Richardson to now taking him over Bryce Young. Have you, seen the Ve- have you seen the Vegas odds, my friend? Well, I mean, when I talked about all this. Have you week, seen the Vegas odds? I've gone all you scoffed the way to four to one. You caught me crazy when I said that, well, you know, uh, Chris Dumasso had him number one. You, you about had a coronary. Can't do it. Can't <laughs> well, do it. You'd have to but now. Just what? No, I'm not. I'm telling you it's tempting. Oh. But you have, I to, think remember, at the you have to remember what Dan Campbell said. I'm not going to get blown away by these guys in pajamas. Can't do it. Yeah. But it is tempting. Yeah, I wouldn't be tempted over that, but I, I think he, it's it's more tempting on how high do you take him. It's what surprised me about the Richardson is I said this I opened today with this because he is you know it's the vehemence like the that he's not going to be good. It's not that you think he might not make it. It's uh-huh. how sure you are and how vehement you are, and he's trash this and that. You he know had, what? You know what's something that he, he hadn't I, played. I mean, he's you know what I want to ask GMs if they factor in at all injuries. I'm sure they do to a to a degree. Like, do you look at it? Yeah, he gets nicked up a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, he just has. Some guys never get nicked up. I think if he goes to the Raiders, he'll play right off the bat. By the way, this whole notion of he goes somewhere. No, if he goes in the top ten, they're going to play him. But here's what has to happen. We we reviewed this. This will be even worse than you remember. But Josh Allen getting full time playing time with the Bills already with the questions coming in. His first year as a starter in the NFL, Danny completed 52 percent of his passes with 10 touchdowns and 12 picks. Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. As a rookie. 52. After coming in as 54% and all those questions. Oh, yeah. And he's a bust. He's a bust. He's a bust. Now he's and one so, of the best quarterbacks in the game. That's right. And Anthony Richardson, for all his for all the negatives, is a better 
player right now than Josh Allen when Josh Allen was coming out of Wyoming. Correct. So you, like I said, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons and he's there, I take him. I said this before the combine. And again, I, that doesn't mean I'm right. By the way, I'm not predicting that Anthony Richardson's the next superstar. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if I was a team in a league where you have to have that crazy difference maker, it's worth the risk for me. And and if it's worth the risk, it's worth the risk. Whether you pick 8th or 18th, somebody it's your first-round t- pick. We always look for comps. Somebody on Twitter had a good comp for Anthony Richardson just in terms of size, speed, and all the things that he did. And it wasn't Cam Newton. It wasn't Lamar Jackson. It was Dante Culpepper. I thought, oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I think size-wise, I think he was closer to Dante Culpepper and, and, and some of the I, To me, it's jo- it's Josh yeah, is the most, because of yeah. the accuracy. I mean, Dante Culpepper, some of those guys were throwing it around good in, in college. Mm-hmm. You know, they were productive, 30 touchdown, 4,000-yard passers. You know, Belly Belly didn't go to the combine either. He didn't. If Belly doesn't go, then how it's important over. is That'll, it? This will be the last one. Well, it might be. <laughs> I mean, the, the NFL likes They're not to make, that necessary. The NFL likes to make a big deal out of the combine, and everybody likes to go and have whatever, and and, and – you got young coaches not going. You got the, the grandfather of them all not going. I mean, if Belly ain't going, then. Well, you also have uh, situations like this. You see what happened to the Gator, Richard Garage? Yeah, that was bad. They Came just... into the combine healthy. <laughs> yeah. Woke up with a swollen ankle. Yeah. I guess the NFL has a pain tolerance test, yeah. and that created an injury. He was going to do all the drills, but wasn't able to because of an injury that the NFL gave them in their medical exams. Yeah. I mean, oof. Oof is right. Oof is right. So, as a Jaguar fan, you would rather have Bryce. Young, you would rather have Anthony, you know, Bryce Young go to the Texans than Anthony Richardson. People also talk about: Are we oversaturating with Anthony Richardson talk? Man, there, there's a lot of relevant storylines here, gang. One is he might be the most polarizing in all the area. He lives literally in our backyard. As he trains with a guy who has been a part of our radio station for yeah. a long time, as he leaves the University of Florida and could potentially impact teams in our division, he can't be a more relevant topic. This isn't some Gator frothing. This no. is. This is. I'm not. I, there are I, a lot. No, I know. <laughs> but there's a lot of oh. factors here. Oh. I hadn't heard that, but that's well. What I don't know, saying. man. I, I I feel like there's these categories of naysayers against Anthony Richardson that that, that go down the line. There's mm-hmm. you know, first of all, I hate the Gators. He sucks. Uh-huh. Second of all, there's the quarterback expert. He's trash. Can't do this. Got to go by film. Third of all, there's I don't feel like there's like this overwhelming Gator Nation rooting for their guy at all. I feel half of them don't like him. He wasn't good enough. He didn't play well enough. How could you take him? Did you watch him? Right. He won't run. He threw it into row 20 at Vandy. It, it's like, oh, yeah. It seems like. A, I'm not sure. I don't. Again. I'm not predicting. I'm I saying take I'm, him. I'm not sure Gator fan themselves as a majority is, rock, you know. Mm-hmm. And it it doesn't belie his personality. He's a great kid. He's killing it in the interviews because he's a nice, humble man who's made a bunch of kids happy over a bunch of different situations in the last year and a half. Just how he is with people. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, just to watch his career unfold. And I'm glad I don't have to make the decision, quite frankly. I wouldn't want to have to be the team to, to to throw all that unknown into it. It may be a lottery, or it may be Blake Bortles, and you spend four years trying to get him to throw it good. Yeah, speaking you know? of Blake Bortles, that's who I think, uh, uh, man, uh, Daniel Jones and some of the asking prices and things, I uh, at least Blake was like, Look, man, just give me something here. But I mean, we the one thing the Jags didn't do is break the bank for Blake. Yeah. And Blake Bortles to me had that same kind of even better kind of run than Daniel Jones had. You know, Blake Bortles had a great December and January if you remember. And and what was out there not, you know, I don't, I don't remember in terms of free agency but not much and so the Jags made the decision to bring Blake Bortles back. 
which was the wrong decision uh, in the end. But they didn't give him top-tier right. money. Here's well, they, Daniel Jones. Right. Well, again, I keep going back to 15 touchdown passes in the NFL in this day and age, and they're telling me he's arrived? You're crazy. He hasn't arrived. Now, he may. He may be, again, they uh, – no, I, I think that this is where you trust, you know, you have to trust Brian Dable on this one. This yeah. is going to be his call. What he's seen, what he's, he's had Josh Allen. He's credited for making him or helping make him into to what he is. Mm-hmm. If so, he, I think that one's going to be an interesting I don't know. You really got to, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, it's unfortunate because where Daniel Jones should be mm-hmm. is being asking for 10th or 12th money, not 45 million. Then it's easy and his career continues. The Giants get benefit. We'll see how good he is. Yeah. But he's going to totally, he's he's going to just put himself like right on the top of the, of the triangle, isn't he? Yeah. When you ask for that money, there's two outcomes, not seven. Yeah. You're a total failure. Yeah. Or you were, you know, they were very, you know, you were very savvy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very challenging for him, uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't think the Giants are going to give him that money. Just like I don't think the- it's a lot of money. But, but you know what? Here's the reality: <laughs> is this that that money probably by the time the contract runs out, he probably will be 15th highest paid. You know, we always forget that when these go up. I mean, Joe Flacco. Remember, he was like the first to get to 30, and then he, you know, they just blow by him. The, the guy, the cats get it, man. I just don't understand how you can reasonably ask for Patrick Mahomes' money if you're Daniel Jones. You've had one decent year. And the other years were bad. Am I mischaracterizing that? He did. He wasn't even decent for his first three years. He had moments, right? But this year was the first year he put it together. And if you're them, you're, you're wondering, is this beginning of great things because of Dayball and his ability to work with him? Yeah. Because if he is, then, it, yeah, he is worth keeping. You, you know, at the end of the day, it's funny how as sports fans, the price tag affects us so much in what we think. But at the end of the day, if the if you're the Giants, mm-hmm. do you want Daniel Jones as your quarterback? Can you do better? Right. And how long will it take for you to do better if you decide you don't want him? And by the way, if you don't sign Daniel Jones for the $45 million they're asking, and you have to sign Derek Carr, mm-hmm. isn't that going to cost $35? Isn't Jimmy Garoppolo going to cost 30 Peter King said today uh, that Derek Carr, there's not a great market for him. And that he would most likely end up um, in New Orleans, he thought. Well, it was funny how there must be the car camp then that's that's floating that he's most interested in the Jets. That really? they, they would be the leader. Oh. And the – he thinks Aaron Rodgers, he has – no, he, he went – he was at the combine. He poked around just to see, and he thought Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in the Jets. Okay. But he has no, – most people have no idea on that. Right, I mean, just because it's just so guy is so annoying, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a, March. I mean, if you're Gutenkunst, Aaron, he, he, well, Aaron I, don't likes, mean, I don't mean to push you, but my well, gosh, we're, we're well into March, dude. We t- he had, you know, he was on a podcast with some spiritual guru, yeah, and, and so well, we we were kind of commenting on what he said, and look, I get it, it's your life and all this, but he said one thing that's not accurate. You know, this is this affects me. No, it, it affects a lot of people. Right. It affects the... So that's, uh, that's the that's ultimate the, selfish... Yeah, correct. And right. he didn't. And what's so naturally selfish about it is he doesn't even grasp no, what no. he's saying there. Doesn't care. Like, it, it's not even like... It's not like a yeah. negative, I don't care what you yeah, think. It's yeah, like, yeah. he believes that. This isn't affecting anyone but me. This is my choice. This is big. I'm going to take my time. I don't feel like I'm letting... I'm not being a diva. Bro, it's been two months since the season ended. Two months. You are being a diva. Yes. Make a, You're either going to play or you're not. Yeah. 
And by the way, to me, because you've waited this long, it tells me you're not sure. So now I'm wondering, well, just how committed are you? And then are you not going to show up to the offseason stuff again? Because that kind of hurt us last year, quite frankly. And he had, you know, he did, it's, it should not be lost on a quarterback who ages that he's coming off his worst year as a pro uh, starter. you're 40, right? Yeah, isn't he? 39. 39. But you're coming off your worst year as a starter. There's no guarantee that that's not the beginning of the end. Ask Matt Ryan. Ask Eli Manning. Ask right. Phillip. Ask them all. Right. Only, only – you know, Brady was the only one. And, he, and he's only a few years past where you are now. Right. And he, by the way, is winning a ton of Super Bowls. You haven't been back to one. Correct. And I'm bringing you to my team, and I'm paying you a lot of money, and you've been a number one seed in the NFC playoffs three or four or five times. So, and you won four MVPs. Our one-to-one financial poll question of the day. After the combine, I did this because I did this a, a few weeks back, and I was curious. After the combine, you need a quarterback. Which one of the four are you choosing now? Okay. Do you remember what the other percentages I were? I, I couldn't hmm. find it, but I do know the order and such. So, uh, 477 votes, and I'll say this, the order has changed. Okay. The order has changed. It's uh, Bryce Young is no longer the pick by the Googans. It's C.J. Stroud at 43%. Is it because of his size, you think? I, mean, I think it's size, and he also threw, and Young didn't, and Stroud threw – According so to Sticks Jeremiah, as well as anyone has ever uh, seen throw. So did Zach Wilson. Yeah. I'm not saying that CJ Stroud looks like a good prospect yeah. to me, too. But if you, yeah. I don't know why you would change your mind yet based on the combo. 43%, 30% to Young, 21% to Richardson, is, 6% to Levis. I, I want to say that Richardson was only like 6 8% before. Yeah. I think he's definitely grown, too. All right. But we'll come back. We'll do the 10 minute drill. We got breakfast at Baselli, 8 o'clock. I do oh. want to get a speed trap in, ET, before Please. we go to break, because if you see it, you get the word out, and then that way we keep a little cash in our pocket, and let's, uh, you know, and we, and we travel at a safe speed. The Drill Speed Trap Alert is brought to you by Catlin Chuck Accessories. Oh, truck guy here for any and everything and all your accessory needs. Family run and operate over 100 years. Speed Trap right now, Kernan and Beach. Kernan and Beach. Keep those speeds down. Keep that cash in your pocket. We're back with just award-winning infotainment. Oh, all packaged back. up. We back. The 10-minute drill next. Hit it. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Good to be along. Sports concepts and rationalizations. We call it the 10-minute drill. At the end of the drill, we like to give away a prize pack. Uh, e, what are we giving away today? Oh, we're going all out. We're oh. showing out. We got a pair of very important people tickets. That's VIP tickets to the Celtic Music and Heritage Fest in St. Augustine on March 11th. <laughs> very important people. Very important people, ladies and gentlemen. We'll do that at the end. Of the drill, sports concepts and rationalizations, all kinds of things happening in the sports world over the weekend. Well, I'll tell you what, college baseball gets gets chippy. You know, uh, the Gators of Miami had a three-game series. I got I got a guy flipping <laughs> off a guy. I got a guy throwing <laughs> I got back and forth here, and yet no one ever threw at anybody. I was looking at the uh, – and then Gonzaga and Tennessee were playing yesterday, and the Gonzaga pitcher – Threw one, and the Tennessee guy swung and fouled it off, and he was yapping at the pitcher. So the pitcher hit him on the next one in the foot, and he gets ejected. And I, I, which is fine, it's fair. I don't, you know, I just was shocked at Florida Miami, all that chirping, but nobody ever threw at anybody. And Florida should have swept Miami. They didn't. Is Florida not taking on a little bit of like a Tennessee personality? They always Florida's always been like that. Okay, I mean, they, they, all right, I'm just asking. yeah, they, they're 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 I, I watched a little bit. They're chirpy. Florida's I, always been a chirpy team. I, 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 I mushed them, I guess. I do know this. I haven't followed the Gator baseball team as in-depth as you have early. Miami gets my attention. But mm-hmm. I, I do know that early on here, we've 
Florida's had like five, six run leads late in games and lost them. Yeah, the bullpen is that's the reason that why happened only, Saturday night. Yeah, that's the only reason why they they've lost back. games is because of the bullpen. Huh? But they got this Jack Tawny kid, uh, Jack Caglione. Yeah, who is, and the other thing is the ball is they juice the ball again in college. Yeah, these guys are now hitting home runs like crazy. It goes, it goes back and forth, but they definitely juice the ball. So, I think the. What do you know about the World Baseball Classic and when it starts and what's going on? Well, they all Does America today. have a team? Do, do we, I mean, are, are we sending, like, real guys or oh, yeah. college kids or what? No, no, our guys. They well, all leave I'm, today. I'm being facetious on yeah. that, but, yeah, like, okay. Yeah, That, that looks kind of fun to me. I've never been interested in it before. Why am I interested this time? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as just because I don't, I don't know. I just, it's like the threat of injury, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it I, is. I don't. I don't. It's too much baseball for me. I, I mean, if you got to play the whole. Are there season, Braves on the team? I don't know. I'd have to look. I don't know. Yeah. I know there are a lot of Mets on different Good. countries. Nice. And they're all leaving. Yeah. And Perfect. I, we, we probably won't win another preseason. I'm excited game. about this. Okay, and I, you're, whatever you can roll your eyes at me when I do this uh-huh. because it's no fun when you know uh, Braves talks Braves to Mets or Mets talks Mets to Brave. But and Atlanta lost yesterday, ten six. Yeah, I'm not as big on spring training results as some. I'm not just dismiss it. The Braves are four and four, but I at the bigger picture, this is what excites me. Mm-hmm. You know, through a couple of weeks and ten games of spring training. Okay, Acuna four twenty nine, Olson six sixty seven, mm-hmm. Riley three sixty four, Darno three thirty three, Murphy three thirty three, Michael Harris four hundred, mm-hmm. Vaughn Grissom three fifty seven, Azuna two fifty. Every year, Hick, you got a guy or three on your team. Now, I didn't mention Albies, and he's, he's, he didn't play yesterday, I don't think, and he's hitting one-something. But it, every year, it seems like you got three or four guys that can't get it over 200, right? Now, what this means is the Rays will get to the regular season, and they'll start ice cold. Yeah. But it's encouraging to see the guy swinging the bats, I guess. Yeah. But anyway. Um, we gave up eight in the ninth yesterday, in case you're wondering. Eight. Well, eight spot in the ninth. The Gators have hit. 35 home runs as a team. 35. Five from Cade Curlin, who's hitting 449. Wyatt Langford's got six. He's hitting 438. Jack Tani's got 10. Josh Rivera's got five. BJ Ryapel, BT Ryapel, who'll get going, has hit a grand slam yesterday. He's got a couple. I mean, they are mashing the baseball. And they are hitting, what is there? Cumulative batting average. As a team, they're hitting 350. <laughs> so. All three Gator losses, they had five five plus run lead. Yeah. Wow. They've only oh. lost three times, huh? Uh, they lost three or two. Maybe Miami made three. Oh, they're 10 and three. Yeah. Yeah. So are they number one? No. They're up. They're not. Who's no. the number one baseball team? Last I saw, I don't pay part of the top five or ten or yeah. No? Okay. Like LSU, I think was. I don't know who is. Uh, I tell you what is rapidly popular. By the I, way, JU had a really nice win yesterday. They were down. They scored five in the ninth to win six five. So kudos to them. UNF hit the ball well this weekend. I saw as well. So they had good FSU. Had slugfests every day of Florida Gulf Coast, and they dropped two out of three uh, over there. So that that's your. That's I'm, what happened in college. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. There was something on the radar that I just got lost in the shuffle and doing other things. The Savannah Banana should have been more appointment appearance this weekend. Yeah, I went. They played twice. Did you go? Yeah, I went yesterday. It was awesome. I heard it's unbelievable. It's I so mean, much fun. Yeah. It's up. I didn't realize. I tell you who would love it. E would love it. 
Everyone loves it. Was it was it not packed? Was it packed? They had two sold out. I think they. I think they might have had their first. I think yesterday might have been their first day game ever. There's like four kids who are playing for the bananas and the and the uh, party animals. They have like a Washington Generals team that travels with them. I don't know a ton about it. Yeah, I just enjoyed the sure the theatrics. Harlem Globetrotters in baseball. Yeah. And baseball has adopted some of the banana stuff, like the pace of play. What they do is they put two hours up on the clock. <laughs> you got to play in the two and hours. And they play, man. <laughs> and guess what? They finished nine innings in two hours. Huh. They got some, you know, there's like nine rules. Um, but in between, like, i tell you what, E, the first, you, you should apply right now. The first base coach for the bananas dances the whole time. Yeah. Never stops. You don't have to see me. He was terrific. And him, I don't know how much baseball he knows, but he knows how to dance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he was fantastic. The kid, the the they throw ninety. Um, if you, I know that now. If you walk, I think you all nine guys have to touch the ball before before you have to stop running. It was fun, man. It was a. Did fun, you get a Savannah Bananas hat? I did. I sure did. I was ahead of the game on that one. You remember? Yeah, you were. Yeah. You were. I had a, a, a friend, friends of ours' son was a coach. I think he's gone on now to like mm-hmm. to a college team. But mm-hmm. last year was a coach on the Savannah Bananas. Team. Yeah, it's a lot. It's um, it was great. It was a great time. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a the music never stops. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it, it looks fun. It I, doesn't I, bother I, the I'm baseball. At, I wish I had gone. I, I just yeah, didn't. man. I would have gone. It's I a really it's a much more and it was a beautiful day yesterday. Yeah, so. absolutely. I definitely would have went. It was a much more upbeat. Uh, uh, you know, than and listen, I'm a baseball purist. I love the game. I'll be curious. I'm. I'm, a, I'm letting. I'm going to let the, all the rule changes sort of sink in as I watch this year, and I really, I don't really start watching a great deal until the regular season. I'm not a big preseason exhibition guy. I don't care. Um, so, but the bananas were, like I said, there's like four different kids locally who are playing for the bananas. The place was packed. Yeah, I heard an it was, idea it was of a couple of the Saturday skits night. or tricks or whatever that they did. Anything specific? I mean, they have all kinds they of stuff. They have the guy you, comes out on stilts and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and like yeah. a guy gets brought to the plate on a surfboard and they're playing music and guys take their shirts off and play in the outfield and uh, they they go by, through the legs a lot to catch ground balls. I mean. Yeah, so it's like the Globetrotters, but for baseball. A lot like the yeah. Globetrotters. And I don't know. They're I catching on. Like, now, you, oh, yeah. it started just a little. Well, they're doing a tour now. They're just doing a tour. Band. I saw their match. This is part of the tour. This yeah. is, I believe the first road game they ever played was this weekend. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Well, I know. I think it was their first. I think somebody told me it was their first day game ever. Yeah, I think it's their first road. I think that their, their new this new Savannah Bananas routine started here. But I can like, be wrong. I think it's a deal where. Because they're good baseball players now. That's the oh, other yeah, thing. So sure. I think the deal is you got to be a good baseball player, but what do you bring from an entertainment standpoint as well? Do you have a trick? Do you have something you can do? Is there something? Yeah. Uh, yellow baseballs, yellow bases, uh, great merchandise. They're, they've hit a home run. Yeah. It's a great marketing. It's one of the great marketing uh, uh, deals. And they got a lot of employees. It's not just the team and and a guy in a banana suit. I mean, there's there's they dance. I got an umpire twerking behind home plate. Uh, he's kind of a chubby guy, and he, right. but then he starts dancing and gets crazy. But yeah, that's entertainment, though. It's entertainment. Uh-huh. It was it was a fun day at the park, and the kids love it. Um, I don't know if this. I don't know. They've if been this, on the road before. 
I don't know if this happened, was supposed to happen, but the game ended, and the kids all started jumping the fence and ran on the field. What? They they rushed the field? And there must have been about 300 kids, and then I heard the PA say, please get off the field. (laughs) And here's what they do at the end of the game, which is also cool. The game ends, and they all go out on the street, and there's a band playing. And they they all sign autographs. A lot of also a lot of people signing their shirts. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Like, I, uh-huh. I don't regret missing much. It was a I usually day. make a decision. I'm going to go or not. And I'm cool with it. This yeah. one, me too. And this, I, and I, you, I, I, to be honest with you, I just kind of forgot about it. Just yeah. kind of got me lost too. in my. I, it got lost. I shuffled. The, uh, by the way, uh, for you YouTubers out there, apparently I've been sent on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. The bananas whole games are on YouTube. So if you really want to see what they're all about, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I I you know I didn't know much. You know, I mean, I, what about I an old, kinda, somebody said, tell him, tell me about the old pitcher. Oh, Bill Spaceman Lee. Oh, is he, he back with him? Inning. Oh, he's back. Cause he, he pitched an inning. He's he 76 had, years old. He's throwing strikes. He got, he gave up no runs. He had a medical condition last yeah. year. I think even at one of their games, yeah. even maybe. Yeah. So. The Spaceman was back. Spaceman I, took his shirt off. Apparently Saturday night. That wasn't pretty, but nonetheless, um, I guess Netflix also has a Savannah Bananas series. That's probably pretty good. Oh, do they? A Google just called and said if a, the crowd catches a foul ball, it's oh, an he's out. out. Yeah, <laughs> and so they would they dropped him, boy. You know, because they're high pop flies. Looks alive. Well, good, good for everyone that got to get out and see them. And I guarantee that they, they had it was a like I said yesterday. I, was I'm great. pretty sure I remember it though. Selling like when it came out it sold, sold out, out like, quick yeah like yeah. back when it was announced that's why they added an extra game yeah they played two games here yeah it's fantastic so and both were it was packed yesterday there's probably there's some seats open and you probably could you could have got seats because there were seats open in the outfield but it was cool it was packed that's nice yeah it was fun i i, I enjoyed it they basically taken like the freddy the the clown prince of baseball and they've just made a whole team of them and they have a guy in a you know yellow he's the sort of the ring or the this what do you call it, circus uh leader ring leader or ring whatever leader, ring yeah. Yeah, the ringleader. Yeah. That's ringleader? Is. is that what you call him? That's yeah, so he's mean. a ringleader. I mean, as like I said, I don't know how much the kids make, uh, but they're good baseball players. It's fun. And I think they throw mostly fastballs from what I could tell, but they're, you know, they're up 91, 92. I would think they would have big-time marketing opportunities like with the, with the gear. Oh, they it's sell the gear. A, you can't. That's what I'm saying. They got it set up outside. They got it they, inside. They need to be yeah. on, and this is the time of year, one of these deals that they're doing, it needs to be – ESPN two-hour live. That's what they need. If they do that, this thing, they could really take off. I believe that. Well, I think they are taking off. I mean, like like yeah. Harlem Globetrotter, well-known, taking off. They yeah. need to holler at your boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this, and maybe there's a bit of an embellishment here. Mm-hmm. But as the best in the golf world, come to our um, hallowed grounds, and we'll begin our coverage live from the players tomorrow. Yes. I'm not sure if I have less an idea who's going to win the players than I do this year. No idea. No clue. No clue. I can, I, you, and to the point that I will fight you if you tell me you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I see, no, I see no smoking gun, no ammunition for anybody to think they haven't figured out what's going to happen this week. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just too many, too many great golfers with A-, B-plus games right now. Okay. And I'll keep John Rahm in that category, even though he, out of nowhere, for the first time in a year, blew up this weekend. He did he, blow up. He could, he could. Figure it out real quick, but I think we got a taste yesterday at Bay Hill on how impossible it is to predict. Well, the stars all faltered. Well, here's what happened: it was it was a tough course, tough conditions, and the bogeys were a plentiful. Well, here's the it, it, and let me take it one step further. Uh-huh. Okay, I've seen less missed putts from four to eight feet playing with my buddies for some than yeah. these guys yesterday. Yeah. The, it, the story of Bay Hill and how it was won 
was how it was lost. It was yeah. lost by Jordan Spieth missing yeah. three par putts inside of eight feet. Scotty Scheffler missed him. Rory McIlroy missed yeah. him. Terrell Hatton missed a bunch of them. Victor Hovland missed him. Everyone who was in contention yeah. missed these four to eight foot par savers, or it could have been a birdie to really make a jump up. It, the, the putter stole the show, and they all putted terrible. That's why I mean, nobody really putted great. Nobody yeah. went and won it. Everyone stayed in it because every dude out there was missing four to eight foot putts. I've never seen anything like it. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, head to break. Uh, there's an old saying, payback is a B. And there was some payback this weekend that I'll tell you about. Oh. Plus, uh, uh, the Rams are giving another guy permission to seek a trade. <laughs> there it comes. Bloodletting continues. His name ain't Jalen, but he did play for the Jags. So we'll have that for you as well as when we come back. And right now, it's 641-TED-TED. Be kind, be courteous, be correct. And you can be a winner. E, tell them what they're going to win as we head to break. A pair of very important people tickets to the Celtic Music and Heritage Fest in St. Augustine on March 11th. That's some VIP tickets. Holla at your boy. Well, there's an old saying, payback is a something. You could say hell. Paybacks are hell. Paybacks are hell. There was a payback this weekend. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, here it comes. Wasn't necessarily in sports, but a young man named Chris Rock had his moment. What did he say? I just read. I just read the headline. Uh, I didn't see what he said. Well, he he went he went for the jugular. He did. He didn't mess around. He did it. I didn't know the whole story behind everything that happened, but the entanglement. The entanglement is what they refer it to. Okay, I'm salivating here. Nice. uh, uh, Will Smith's wife. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith had uh, no alleged uh, had an affair, entanglement, an entanglement with her son's friend. Okay, Um, and then they isn't her son like (laughs) twelve? No, No, not anymore. (laughs) And then they like talked about it openly and Uh oh yeah, this was old when they do their little chat. What's that called? The the red table talk. Red table talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So we knew that. Yeah, we knew. All right. And then Chris Rock brought it back up and put it all out there, man. Oh, in the on the Netflix on his Netflix series, and he waited for the last ten minutes of his show, and he went full out. uh, He went ham bazooka (laughs) on yes on 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 Will Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith, the whole Smith family, anyone connected to the Smiths, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, he hates them all. And he, <laughs> he took the high road for a long time. He, he did, acted like but he no didn't this deal. night. He, he, you know what? Here's here's what's wrong with that whole thing. It was, that was not a cheap shot. He didn't cheap shot her. They way overreacted to the whole thing. You're at the freaking awards. That's what they do. And he was, by the way, he said she was beautiful. But, you know, part of this description, all I did was point out that yeah, that she doesn't have any hair and is a strong, beautiful woman like Demi Moore, right? That was the comparison. Uh, he wasn't being, like, mean about it even. Yeah, I won't. I, I can't even read the jokes because Chris Rock was full out. Hell. Yes. And the the the, the language was every other <laughs> word was uh, bleepity bleep 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 Basically, bleep. he was saying all these people knew all of this. Your wife did this and that, yeah. and you want to come after me. Yeah, why are you picking on me? <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you come after somebody you know you can beat up. <laughs> right, right. So, anyway. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it should have been said the day after it happened. Yeah. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. That thing was whole weird. I mean, the whole thing. Definitely. So. Would, I will, you know, everybody always says conspiracy stage. No, no, no. I never thought it. Yeah, I, uh, no, no. But he, not, and you could see it in him as he performed the act 
Uh, speaking of Hollywood, uh, Travis Kelsey, I didn't see Saturday Night Live, but he hosted. Apparently, he wowed him. I didn't see it either. Yeah, so. I uh, was, yeah, was asleep by then. <laughs> and then on the uh, uh, back to the sports world, the Rams have given Allen Robinson's agents permission to seek a trade. That didn't go real. And LA's willing to pay part of his $15.25 million guaranteed salary just to get him out of there. there was He's some, still 29 years there, old. There was, some, there, was, there was some thought among some segments of the Jaguar fandom that he should have been looked at in free agency last year. He when, probably right. Would, they went Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, but Allen Robinson was a name that we heard suggested. Allen Robinson has had a strange career in that his best year was with his worst quarterback. He's never, <laughs> he never. That's like, true. He goes different places, and he's and and you can always. I mean, he was a guy who was ver- visibly annoyed with Blake, right? Yeah, like visibly annoyed, and, and he keeps going to different places, and he gets worse quarterbacks. Uh, you know, or just now Matt Stafford ended up getting hurt last year. So, but Allen Robinson, one year I, in LA. I, mean, I just don't know. They brought him in to fill a specific role last year, and he failed at that. He did uh, nothing I wa- statistically. I want you to know in 2021, he had 38 catches, and in 2022, he had 33 catches. Yeah. So, I would not no, sit there and no, get no, too no. excited I about it. No, I don't. And I don't think they're like, no, he did have these parts. He had 102 catches with Chicago at 20, at the age of 27. He had uh, 98 catches. He's just a he's a possession receiver is what he is though. His best year though was his second year in the league. Yeah, he had eighty he, for fourteen hundred and fourteen touchdowns. He's getting deep that which, year, which by the way is a huge aberration. Yeah, although one hundred two catches isn't bad, but to your point, unless no. it includes fifteen hundred yards, it's a right. possession receiver. He's like eleven yards, eleven point seven, twelve point three, ten point eight, ten point three the last two years. But he's he's a good football player. He's and he may not be done, but he's he's getting older. He's twenty nine and. Uh, we'll see. I but think anyway. my favorite college basketball story of the weekend came from the tournament that JU and UNF play in. Kennesaw State is in that tournament, and yeah. they went to the former athlete about four or five years ago. You remember uh, Amir Abdul-Rahim? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, the Owls finished where they won. What's his name? I thought it was Sharif. Is it not Sharif Abdul-Rahim? I thought it was Sharif, Abdul, uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. I mean, have I given the wrong guy credit for building this program? <laughs> I, was, I saw the last name and just assumed. I know he's done a heck of a well, job. Yeah, either way, from 1-28 in 28 to this year 26-8 and eight and making it to the big dance. Yeah. Yeah, that's Amir Abdul Yeah, that's not the former Hawk slash. Oh dang! Oh dang! I wonder if it's his brother. Yeah, I for sure I thought that's who it was. It's Amir Abdul Rahim. Yeah. I would have saw the, the last part of name and thought the same thing. I, that's I saw Abdul Rahim, and I just thought, why would? Let's see what is there a relate? Is there a uh, relationship? Um. He's the all-time Southland Conference guard yeah, for no. Southeast Louisiana. No relation at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, again, Abdul, that's my bad. Yeah, his Vehicle older plus. brother is Sharif. Okay. But still, it's, right, not, cool. it's not But Sharif. it's not Sharif. But it would have been just as cool a story. Hey, Sharif Abdul-Rahim's brother yeah. has done that. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, the, what was cool about the story, okay, I thought it was Sharif Abdul-Rahim, <laughs> his brother, not as good a player. But what was cool about the story is that uh-huh. they went 1-28 out of the gates. Yes. You know, first year, you bring in a guy, he goes 1-28, you're like, oh, my God, what have we done? We've done it again. And then he went 5-19, and 19, and then he went 13-18, and 18, and now 26-8. and 8. So... At this rate, they I think expect the, expect Todd Golden to be about thirty two and zero in four years. That's a. Let's I see. think the best news for the Atlantic Sun is that Liberty's leaving. By the way, they yeah. lost, which is great. But Liberty has such a 
bigger budget than all the other yeah, schools. Yeah, they play a different game. Yeah, and they're going to Conference USA, I think. I give Todd Golden a lot of credit. I, don't, I mean, I'm, this guy has made adjustments in games. He's done smart things. He has no talent. They just went 9-9 nine and nine in the league. I mean, they've beaten the teams they needed to be to, to get at least a game over 500 where they'll probably at least get into the hmm. – at least get into the to the. I don't. There was no underachieving on this basketball team. Now you got to build a roster, and you're gonna have to get better. It's only a starting point, but to mm-hmm. to have a coach to come in and be able to do what he did with what he had and the injuries that he faced and some of the other stuff. And by the way, your guy Kugel said after the game he loves Florida. He's not going anywhere. You know where that's coming from. Yeah, that's good. Which is uh, you know need much, much needed. So. You know, they got to have to get better. I had Pat Dooley on one day while you were gone, and, he, mm-hmm. you know, he taught, he's going to build this team these first few years through the transfer portal. He's going to have to hit. He didn't do a great job with the portal last year, although Will Richards ended up being a decent player. Kyle Lawson's a decent player. You need Kugel to be a star and get another star or two. But to lose Castleton, I didn't think they'd get to 500. I didn't. And yeah, I, you know. He's changes the three-guard lineups. He's doing things that you complain when coaches don't do. He makes adjustments, like literal happening in front of you. Yeah. Change your strategy to – Offset adjustments and it's worked. Oh. Like they've got LSU's got this 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 Williams. LSU's kid. terrible though. They're two and sixteen. They all are, Dan. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, it does matter. I'm not that impressed. I don't. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I don't. Know. I'm not overly impressed with the first year and going nine and nine and sixteen. What did you, what did you think they would? What, what would have been? Okay, I don't know. What would have impressed you? I don't know. I mean, well, I'm just following along with everybody. I mean, we were supposed to be compete, one of the better teams in the Southeastern Conference. We finished eighth. Not we got the eighth we seed. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Well, we weren't supposed to be one of the I'm best gonna, teams in I'm the conference I'm not going to celebrate. Be, I'm not no, celebrating. we're I'm supposed to be one of the best programs, and we're not. And so that doesn't make me, you know, and and what if we go backwards next year? Well, the we losing got. Castleton. I'm going by what we did do this year, and that should bode well. What we well did do this forward. year was not that impressive. We got a nice win over Tennessee. We have no – okay. We have a coaching change and a team with no stars, and the one star they have, they lost. And yeah, and they got to beat went nine got, and nine. They in got the to beat. They got to beat Georgia and LSU at the end, who were the probably two worst teams of the conference. And we're I get that impressed, but, but uh, South Carolina beat Tennessee, Georgia beat Kentucky. These teams aren't just with all the ball out there, and you're guaranteed to win if you're bad and you're do losing. Do what do what Buzz did at Texas A and M with an unimpressive team, and they're fifteen and three and twenty three and eight. And I'll been take there my seven cap. years, Dan. Oh, okay. So now it's so we got seven years. To you wait brought for that. Buzz, not me. I'm not Brad. What does Buzz Williams have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Well, the Missouri guy, first year there, right? Was the Missouri guy's first year? Yeah. So was the LSU guy. How they look? Eleven and seven, twenty three and eight. And who? How'd Florida do against them? I think we beat them. Yeah, we did. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. That's fine. I, I They'll think, play. I guess Who do I, they play? Mississippi State? I guess I didn't say what I thought I was trying to say. Yeah. I, I didn't say they just hired Mark Few or oh, you said Billy I'm, Donovan. You did kind I, of a 180 yeah. on no, Todd Golden right no, there. No, no, no. no. Very That's not a 180. You haven't been listening to me. I've been saying this all along. He's I, coaching well? Yeah. Well, I, haven't, I haven't heard that. That team to go 9-9 nine and nine and 16-15, and 15, that team could have easily been the team that won three conference games. It was, so, look, okay, so you thought they were going to be terrible, and they ended up not being terrible. Is what you're saying? No, I'm going by winning these. T- no, not at all. Well, you said it earlier in the year you thought I, they were going to be 100%, in the worst team. That's 100. percent So the fact that they were an average team is is. Well, you thought they'd win five. I didn't think they'd win five. I never said they'd win five. I said they'd be better than that. I didn't. Nine and nine, sixteen and fifteen. Uh, that's fine. Well, it's the same record we screamed bloody murder that they got rid of the last guy for. Well, they were 19 and 13 last year, so that's. Not the same. Well, it's nine and nine in the league, and yeah. it's the same yeah. outside of it. So, should we get rid of this guy too? Then, 
It's first year. <laughs> he matched what of Mike we should. We he, should give him time. Okay, how about this? Then? Yeah. I mean, since obviously there's clear this guy's going to go above and beyond to get your attention, which I get because yeah. of the way the coaching changed and did the disagreement yeah. that the other guy got booted. But at the end of the day, he did the same thing this year that Billy Donovan did in year one and Mike Whiten did year one. Right. That's fair. There you go. And then we'll go from there. All right, we got Baselli coming up next in the 8 o'clock hour. This is The Drill on a Monday on XL and 92.5 FM. All right, he's number 71 in your program. He's number one in your heart, number 355 in the PFHOF. He is... Hall of Famer Don Anthony Baselli Jr. And we've got him on the hotline right now. Hot. Smoking hot. Yes. Hot. Very hot. What's up there, big fella? It's uh, Players Week. Oh. Exciting. Are you hosting? Are you out and hobnobbing? Are you gripping and grinning? Uh, I'll be doing a little bit of that. I'm actually uh, leaving town. Oh, dear. On Friday. Friday morning, and okay. I'll be back Sunday morning. I got a event up in the Northeast. An event? Uh, around mm. the Walter Camp All-American. Oh, Imagine that. My That's, man. Oh, my that, man. That membership has its privileges, Dan, oh, as I thought, it does. I thought maybe we'd set up a booth out at the, that gold out at jacket the players and put the want. jacket on in the Hall of Fame row or something. <laughs> I don't know. We, it's our guy. He's, mm. he's hot. He's happening. He's the man. I'll be out there, I'll be out there Thursday. Uh-huh. And I think I might come, uh, I land uh, around 11 on Sunday morning, so I might get Swing back get out. T- Tony, there's and come watch the last night. Nice. Oh, I love there's that. a Hall of Fame ring too, isn't there? Did you, I don't. I'm not sure. If, yeah. Did, did when did I, you do you get that? Did you get that like that weekend or is it before or after? Uh, remember, remember the, the ring ceremony. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right I, I didn't know if that just officially or if that was when you, you wear the ring. No, I'm, not sure, it. I'm not sure. I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not I mean, sure. Some I, guys wear it. I don't wear. Like it. you didn't wear it after uh, that day, right? I did not see you that day. No, I sat in the stands with my I've, kids that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never put it on since. Um, I'm not a big jewelry guy. Yeah, me right. either. I hear right. you. I'm just not. I mean, it's you know, very Dan cool. and you know, Tony, Dan and I have guns and hoses Hall of Fame rings, but we don't I, like to. I don't like to put. We it don't on like too to be much flashy, tone. You know. Well, it's a pretty big deal. When Thank is you. guns and hoses? It's coming up, April seventeenth. Yeah. Oh, April 17th, great day in the history of this country. Your birthday. Yeah, it's Tony's My birthday. birthday. <laughs> yeah. I knew that one. That was easy. Tone 5, <laughs> five 10. Tone 5, 10, and 1 eighth. 5, yeah, I 10, think, and 1 eighth. I, I, what do you think? It, I, I said it, I think, a couple weeks ago here. He's fabulous college quarterback. He, I have, He's one of the – I've, I've been told directly that he is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like the way he retains, understands the game, yep. calling play. Like he is just off the charts. Um, but he's five ten, and he's so he's he's Kyler Murray size exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, I don't think he's as athletic as Kyler. Definitely not running. Um, Kyler's <laughs> Kyler can move. Right. I I just. I think he's a better pro style quarterback. I think he's better on don't you, understanding. Don't you the, don't you lessen the odds tone because really, if in the history of the game, we got Russell and we got Drew, and that's it. So you're lessening your odds of hitting a home run. He has to blow you away for you to take him. I guess is what I'm saying. And he uh, and he will to somebody. Yeah, no, he's yeah. A, I mean, someone's going to take him yeah. high. I would, I would, if I was a GM, I would not. So he's too short, in your opinion, no matter what else he does. Yeah, I mean, because. You know, you, Drew Brees mm-hmm. is about an inch taller yeah. than 
uh, than that. So this, so he's he's the same size as Russell, Kyler, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, those two. Right. But uh, and I haven't watched. You know, you'd have to go back and watch every tape, every game. But just from watching and calling games, Drew Brees had the ability. If you watched him play, he played from the pocket and still worked the middle of the field. And there's you you watch him. He always played with his chin, like looking up and over, and he was literally on his tippy toes, mm-hmm. up on his toes, because mm-hmm. he was trying to see in the middle of the field. If you look at Russell Wilson, and I haven't watched as much as Kyler, so I'll, I'll leave him out. Mm-hmm. But Russell Wilson str- struggles in the middle of the field. Okay. He is much more comfortable throwing outside the hashes, outside the numbers, because it's easier to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I mean, I think it. It, it's a different game, no doubt about it, than it once was. But it's still, I think it gives you, it, it's hard to see when you're 5'10 over a bunch of guys who are 6'5. I mean, you really got to throw in lanes. Um, it's not that he can't do it. Right. He's just, he's not very big. I mean, and so I could be dead wrong. I mean, he could end up being, you know, Hall, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. 20 years from now. All right. And rate rate the best ever because he has so many other right. skill sets. He does. So high. And so if you're going to take an opportunity, and the people, the Cardinals do with Kyler Murray, I think, you know, the verdict is still out on Kyler Murray. Well, um, your skepticism about Bryce Young and his size, I know you're skeptical about Anthony Richardson, his lack of experience and what his film shows. I mean, it basically leaves you, if you're taking quarterback Tony Baselli, it would seem to CJ Stroud and well, everybody let me, else. Let me phrase it this way, Tone. You, uh, who are the Texans, who don't you want the Texans and the Colts to take? Or who do you, who do you want them to take? In other words, they're going to take quarterbacks and you know, those four, two of them are going there. Who, who should they, who don't you want them to take? I mean, I think CJ Stroud has to be the number one guy, doesn't he? I mean, I, and I didn't watch every, that's what your, 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 our guy, um, oh my God, uh, Lewis Riddick. I, he, that was his guy. He basically said I mean, I this morning. He proclaimed him as the guy he's going to be a star, I, whether or not he's right. I we'll mean, see. Mm-hmm. he's big. He's athletic. He's got a big arm. You know, showed some accurate. Showed some accuracy. He's not that much of a runner. He tried to do it against Georgia, and he had success. But I mean, he's but he's no, a, but he's a pocket passer. He is a pocket I mean, passer. Yes, and he's six um, three he, plus. So you yeah. also have to be run. careful that just because right. a guy is the best of this year's group, that he doesn't get inflated to where he's. Stands versus well, no, the rest the of the league, right? Jeff, that happens every year. I know. Yep. We just, got one at number three. That's the danger. That's the danger every year is like teams have to find a quarterback. And so that's one position that gets, you know, inflated mm-hmm. value of that. Uh, I mean, the, because the value is so great that you, you pull guys up based on need more than any other position. So, I mean, I think C.J. Stroud is probably the guy that, for me, that would be the top of the class. I mean, Bryce Young, I struggle with because everything in me doesn't want to take him because of the size, but every other aspect, the guy is off the charts. It's so funny, Tone, because I go back and, I mean, I watched a lot of Alabama the last two years. I watched that kid a lot, and he is so good. And he, I didn't, I doubted him. And so, when I doubt somebody, they got to even prove it to me even more so. And when I watched him, I just was like, he, he's the, he's the real deal, but you know, the it's a different game, and you just wonder. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I said it back. I would have never taken Kyler Murray. Right. He's, he's a fabulous athlete, and can he do things that are special? And he runs around. I just, I wouldn't have taken him. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but I wouldn't have taken Drew Brees either. Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. So. I wouldn't have ta- and I wouldn't have taken Josh Allen for the same questions we have about Anthony Richardson. I would have never taken him a million yep. years. Yep. Uh, see, I would have taken Josh Allen at 10 or 11. So then you would take Anthony where, Richardson then, right? Well, I go back to what we talked about last year. Josh Allen has 2x the games played than Anthony started. And I, th- and I remember this, this is, and we'd have to go back and look it That's up. That's true. Um, you look at Mark Sanchez. I remember when Mark Sanchez was coming out. The the big thing against Mark Sanchez was he only had played 13 games. Ah, and like right. in, the, in the history of the draft or you know professional football, mm-hmm. guys who played under X amount of games, you know, there there's some there's some metric out there. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's not just Anthony Richardson's lack of consistency, put that way, and accuracy, mm-hmm. which I think. Obviously, it can be fixed. Josh Allen did it. My goodness, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL now. And he couldn't hit the broadside out of the barn. Um, but, so you have that, plus just so few games that he has started that I think that's where my concern comes in. Now, someone's taken Anthony Richardson, because much like what I was talking about Bryce Young, he does things, and he has a skill set that you're like, holy cow, he's big, he has a huge arm, he's athletic. I don't know how he did on the on the board. Um, it'd be interesting how he did on the board, because that's what a lot of those teams do. They get him in there and right. they get him in front of the board and start oh, playing. Oh, he means the whiteboard, yeah, to identify. Yeah, so they ask him all kinds of football technical yeah, type questions. questions. Yeah. All kinds of questions. Yeah. So I don't know how he did on that. Um but you know he has he has skill sets. You just you just are jaw dropping of what he can right. do. I would not go by. But to to your point, I just it's it's silly to me that people because he had the the tallest high jump and the longest broad jump that suddenly now he's better than he was before he did those things. That doesn't make it. You know what I said when I saw that photo of him going up to for the for the high jump? Well, at least he'll never snap it over his head. What else is that worth? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> What well, I it? agree, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. I mean, he, he won the combine. Okay, great. That and a couple bucks and get you a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't translate. What are you doing? Uh, are you switching over? What's happening? We're, we're, we're losing you. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. It doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. Right. Because um, I guess my question would be for all the mm-hmm. experts out there: where, when you watch Florida this year, right? Anthony Richardson was the starting quarterback all the, every game. Right. And when you watched them. I'm prepared for this you, question. Where would you have picked him? Here's combine or anything else. Two, you there's watch, two. You watch him. There, I, I, I'm not sure. I very much from the where he is situated right now. There's two ways to look at that. Okay. If you took the film for Anthony Richardson, the top end, and I mean – 30 or 40 plays that, that exhibited what you look for in an NFL quarterback. Your huddle highlights. It'd be as good as any prospect. The other side of that is, if you took the mid to poor level plays, he'd have a lot fuller tape than the other guys. And I think part of that is what you just said. Some of those, he's got 13 starts, you don't have experience, there's a lot to be, um, you know, there's still a lot to be learned about what he is. But I just think anybody that takes him to the top ten is just they're they're betting on that ceiling mm-hmm. of well, that. Jeff, I'm gonna. I, I there that there are guys that can't make I, those plays, Tone. I'm not talking about I just he played. But, but I can I can yeah. turn on highlights of a lot of players. Not like his. I, my question is: at the end of the season, after watching twelve or thirteen games, yeah. If I'm picking eighth or ninth, I would pick him. I would. You would pick him. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I would. And, 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 and by the way, I, I didn't. 
I'm not, I'm not, oh, oh, he's going to be, and that's not my mentality. That's not what I'm saying. I may miss, I may, but if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm not riding Desmond Ritter for three to meet need one in three years. I'd rather have the high-end ceiling of Anthony Richardson to get me there. I guess that would be an example of a team. Hey, Jeff, that fits you know there. what? There are, there's going to be enough GMs out there. Yeah, somebody will. Yeah. That just like you are going to do that. Yeah, I'm not predicting greatness, but I'm just predicting I want to take, I'm going to, I'm going to flip my coin here. That's very because I didn't watch every Gator game, so a lot of I've watched highlights. You watched, a, you watched a decent amount though this year. You saw. About, I watched more. Yeah. I watched more, and there were certain times I'm like, "Oh my!" For sure, this agree. Is, is unbelievable. And then there's other times it's like, um, oh, "Who oh no. are you throwing to?" Oh no! Like where was that decision? Like oh, you went my from goodness. you went from oh my to oh no. <laughs> oh, he no. did. He, he especially was bad at that early in the year. I mean, he threw interceptions. You're like, where, where uh, you didn't even see. Well, I just remember after the like Utah game, he was great, yeah. and yeah. then like there was like a five game stretch for that sure. He could, like struggles. He literally lost yeah. the Kentucky game throwing them pick sixes. I I just right. c- I couldn't pick him tone personally, but I, I understand those who do. Hey, I want to ask yeah, you about. I do, I do too. Yeah. So th- th- yeah. This is why. Drafting a quarterback is so hard, and yeah. everyone at Jacksonville should just sit back, grab your popcorn, and say, <laughs> Amen thank you, that. not us, yeah. because we have our guy. Yeah. It's like, this is how big that, you know, getting Trevor Lawrence and having the comfort that you have that guy in the seat, you know, hopefully for another 15 years. Oh, man. Right. Because we spent, listen, we did, we did it with Leftwich. We did it with Gabbert. We did it with Bortles. We, we're, we, yeah, know how right. to, we know how to not do it. Yep. I mean, I'll go back to the Gabbert. I remember the Gabbert Ugh. pick, and I remember going, "Okay, like this guy." Like, remember everyone coming out? He stud, big arm, athletic. He looked like, apart, but there were. I, I worried about his stats in that in that pass happy whatever it was back then. Big twelve. Okay, but I, do, you, yeah. do you worry about the stats of yes of Anthony Richardson? Yes. So my point is this: <laughs> when we picked him, and then I remember going to the first few the first few OTAs. And watching him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy can spin it. Mm-hmm. And he was firing it, and it looked good. But then you get into the game, and now all of a sudden there's rush, and he wasn't as comfortable stepping up. And he threw he, it backwards he, one time, Tone. He, he, he struggled. Cauldron of fire, he struggled. He threw, he threw it backwards, Tone. He struggled with a cauldron well, of fire. But my point is, he had everything from a measurable yes. that you want. Yep. And and you, you roll the dice. And I will say this. It, and, and guess what? Can you are you can you be mad at the Jags for making that pick at ten? Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I, I don't are. think you yeah. can. Um, always but I'm always mad when you pick a quarterback who's not as good as the one you have on your roster. They did it there. They did it with Leftwich. That's all you want. That's a sure sign of screwing up your team when you draft a quarterback and give him the job, and he's not as good as the guy. So there's one other intangible. Yeah, Atlanta, Fal- hold on, yeah. Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Yeah. yeah. It's Desmond Ritter. The same thing. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. Oof. I'm I, just saying. I would take that he, chance. Desmond, Des, I, I get that, Jeff. Yeah. When we picked Gabbard, yeah. did anyone think, and I love David Garrard, but that was a couple years after the really good, mm-hmm. you know, year he had, was anyone sitting here saying David Garrard is our franchise quarterback? No, but I, I, at the same time, I don't know if there was, oh, my God, we got to take quarterback 11, even if J.J. Watt's there next. Well, I, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I get JJ. It's hard to do it. JJ Watt was not JJ Watt when he was taken. That's not fair. That's not fair. He was JJ Watt. Yeah, he was not JJ. He didn't change his name. (laughs) Tony, uh, my point is, I I think, I I think Atlanta, if they took, I'm using your example, 
you know, three years from now, you could be saying the same thing. You're like, oh gosh, we wasted a pick yeah, on Anthony yeah, Richardson, and right. Desmond Ritter Red- is better. Well, Tony, yeah, t- okay. take me in the mind of of uh, a player, player's mind, Evan Ingram. Uh, slap a franchise on you. You get you you sort of gambled you well, you gambled on yourself with a one year deal with the hopes of getting a a long term contract. Obviously, it's a you know he's he's it's funny because the tight end number is a lot smaller than the wide receiver number, obviously, and he's sort of a wide receiver. So, how what's his men, mental mentally? Where is he at? Is he is he miffed? Is he ah well? I'm sure they're saying we're gonna work something out, but because we haven't been able to yet. And my point is, well, why haven't you been able to yet? So take me through that process as you went through it as well and in your years. Um, well, first of all, I think the mentality is, mm-hmm. is you, you know, you find a place you love and you want to be here long-term and you want that guaranteed money. Right. Because it takes, it takes some of the pressure of injury, the injury risk away. Um, it really frees you up. Like, okay, I have nothing to worry about. Let me go play. I'm not, I don't have to worry about my contract. I'm here for three years, but four years, whatever it is, I perform. I know I'm getting my guaranteed money. It, it, it just takes something off your plate that you just don't have to worry about. Where with the franchise tag, you're doing another, you know, prove it year at the end of the day. And, you know, now it's good money. It's almost 12 million bucks. You're not, I mean, you're happy. Sure. But it's not much more than you got last year. If you, you know, now, you know, a couple million bucks is more money, but I'm talking if, if you look at the scale sure. of what guys are being paid now. Yeah. And so there's probably some frustration, but I would, I think if I'm ever Evan, I'm saying, okay, not what I want right now, but let me look at recent history. Cam got tagged last year and a few weeks later, they got a deal done. Um, and I think the Jags are still going to try to get a deal done with him long term because it's good for them to spread that money over a number of years than having it all in one year. So they can lower his cap number and give them some freedom to do some other things. Um, and so, you know, and you just don't know how much they've talked either, because if you're bulky mm-hmm. in Peterson, you also can say, you know what, let's work on these other guys. We know we can tag at Ingram. We'll have some early talks, but let's, we have a number of other things we got to figure out. So, we know in our back pocket we can tag him if we don't get you know the deal we want day one. So I, I still think there's a good chance something can get done, um, and I think you know there's plenty of time. You got the tag, fine. You know he's not going anywhere. Great for us as a, as a fan base and organization. Um, and I think the hope is they get a deal done because I think that's better for both sides at the end of the day. It's better for Evan. Give him some comfort. Take that off his plate. Don't have to worry about it. And it's better for the team because now you spread that deal over three or four years, and it's less of a cap issue this year. Yeah, you got money. The Jags are on record. I, you know, the majority of next year's Jaguars team was just running around in Indianapolis over the weekend. The additions to this team. It, they, yeah, I don't. I don't see a lot of. Free, I mean, I think you'll give me one position you go for though, Tony. They're going to have some money. They are going to sign some free agents. I mean, I don't know yeah, if they're going to sure. spread spread it out, but they may spend one ten to fifteen million dollar a year deal on a position. Does that have that? That needs to to me. That needs to be a veteran pass rusher. Whether they now. So here's the question: Is it Arden Key or behind door number two? Well, I think they'll try to get Arden. I know they like him. Um, I think you also have to look around, and and I don't. I'd have to go look at 
the final free agent list, you know, who got signed, who didn't, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe some guys get cut. I think pass rusher is where you want to go. Can you get that veteran pass rusher, you know, kind of that mid-level deal, eight to 12 a year? Um, I think that's what you're looking for. And, but Arden Key might be, you know, at the end of the day, when you look at free agency, he might be the best choice. Here's there. the question I would come. If, if the best you have is that, and Roy Robertson Harris is back, and Arden Key's back, and we know that Allen and Walker are back, and we know that – that uh, um, Hamilton will still be in the middle, and that we know that Fadakasi is still going to be on the roster. Where's the improvement going to come from, Tone? How does what what was an area of debilitating weakness? The fact that we couldn't pressure quarterbacks, the the, the fact that we couldn't get to them in big moments. How does that correct itself? Well, I mean, you got you picked the guy number one overall, Jeff, last year. You're you're hoping he gets better. I mean, you're hoping that's not static. Mm-hmm. That from year one to year two, he's the same guy. Right. So th- that's one area. I think more than anything, you're you're betting on that you picked a guy number one overall last year because you felt like he could be that guy. And are you betting on him on the outside as an edge rusher still, or are you betting on him I putting his so. hand in the dirt where he was better? Well, I think, I mean, but, you know, you, he can put his hand in the dirt on third down outside. Yeah. Um. So I think he's going to be an outside rusher. I, okay. I think you'll see more of him come down to three technique in, sub, in some uh, third down situations where mm-hmm. they, let's say they sign Arden Key, give Arden Key and Josh outside. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of flexibility that Trayvon gives you. There's no doubt about that. Okay. And then you're picking number 24, and you got to see what's going on there. You know, can you get a guy that slides? You know, first late first round grade. You know, you always can trade up if there's something you really want to go deal with package and picks mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of things you can do um first things first you got to get through free agency and see who comes is anyone going to come available you know what's the market like you still have juan taylor out there which I, it sounds like more and more i think is going to be a long shot to get him because i think in the open market he's going to get paid pretty dang well mm-hmm. and I, I don't see the jags paying 18 to 19 for him yeah his value uh, just just keeps going up because you know what happens when you play well? As an That's what happens player. when people listen to Breakfast with Pacelli, and he asserts just one week ago that he was the best tackle on the team. Yeah, you suddenly killed, he's you gone killed for, it, Tony. Suddenly he's gone from 15 million to 19 million a year. I thought thanks, you loved the Jags. Thanks a lot, Tony. I we thought you were a Jag it. fan. Good job. It was, always, it was always 19 million. I just yeah, feel no, this about nobody the, knew about that this, until you this, opened your big mouth. <laughs> this is the last thing about the, this is the only thing I'll say. And again, it's not a huge worry. Arrows pointed up. I, I'm, I'm great with the direction we're going, but I feel like we're fine tuning a defense that needs a lot more than fine tuning. I guess that I'm 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 cautious about that. I don't now. Granted, the moves well, haven't been made yet. All we right. gotta do is score the, thirty games. The, the moves haven't been made yet. So, thirty a game, yeah. buddy. <laughs> and Jeff, I guess I'll go back to the Eagles last year. The Eagles did not rush the quarterback very well the year before. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think they're high thirties. I no, I, I think I remember reading that as part of the storyline in their improvement. Yeah, yeah, and and they signed Hassan Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of us or anyone going, wow. Right. He just flipped the entire script for the Eagles defense. That's fair. And But they, they also went, get, they also had four other guys that were already on their roster step up and go double digit too. Okay. Well, the, Maybe we need that, point. right? I, no, I was doing that's that. That's what so happen, they, they yeah. got They got better with the guys on their roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. You know, you're hoping and you're betting the guys have better years. You're hoping Trayvon Walker takes that big jump from year one to year two and unleashes all that physical ability he has by learning some pass rush moves, learning how to counter. And so, you know, I, I, 
I understand what you're saying, Jeff. It's like, if we stay status quo, what's going to change? Well, the Eagles added one guy who made a huge jump. Now, can you go find a Hassan Reddick? That's hard. doesn't happen very often. But can you go find that piece that maybe by itself isn't, you know, a game changer, but it's very complimentary to the guys you have. And you go from 30, what we have 32, 34 sacks, or 35, whatever it was last year, mid thirties. Right. And you take that to mid fifties. Tony in 2021, yeah, they had, the Philadelphia Eagles were yeah. second to last. 29. 29 sacks, dude. And they went and to they 70. Changed? They added, they, added <laughs> they, 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 they made, they made two changes. Wow. You think about it. They got Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Outside who had a great year. Yeah. And they added that big, uh, big cat from uh, Georgia. I can't think of his name. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And not a pass rush, but big, big dude, <laughs> dude big athletic dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they made those two and they went from 29 to over 70. It's unreal. Mm. And so, crazy. you know, can you get, you know, a guy in the, late first that can come be disruptive. You know, what's that big kid from Clemson? Um, Brian Brise or the Miles yeah, Murphy. I read or... that Breeze forever. I just, like, every time I, I look know. at it, it looked like E-E-S-E, and it's yeah. E-S-E-E. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. But, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, yeah. and and these are, you got to hit. I mean, go back to, you know, uh, T.J. Watt mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. He was in the 20s. Yeah. You know, I was thinking something the other day too, and it's pointed out here that that I tell you what else happens as the offense gets good and you play with leads, those sack numbers are going to go up too. Oh, yeah. The Eagles were beating no the hell about out. it. Yeah, dude. yeah, so we got. I mean, think about how fast the Eagles were. If you go look yeah. at the Eagles last year, they were a fast starting team. They had double digit leads. Except against us, Tone. Yeah. And so, like, there's a number of things, Jeff, where you you know if you play the good numbers can come. I, and by the way, again, they they push this. Their pressure rate was top whatever five or three or whatever it was. Maybe some of those become the sacks you thought they were going to be. Tony, we're way over. As always, we appreciate your time. Have safe travels this week, my friend, and we'll uh, talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Tony. See you guys. All right, there you go. That's breakfast with a seller. We're back with the Monday morning quarterback. Divorcementonly.com. Oh, oh. I'll start. Well, the uh, sweatshop whooshing post-combine. On a cloudy day. Stay uh, real quick from your boy Ryan Wilson there at CBS Sports. Uh, running uh, barefoot this morning, wearing cotton fabric as he killing him out there, man. puts out uh, his sweatshop mock draft this morning. Uh-huh. Um, he has uh, the Bears holding, holding. I kind of like seeing somewhere it has the Bears holding. By the way, I don't think they will, but it's not oh, impossible. There's no chance they're holding. Anyway, right now with them oh, holding, you say it's not possible. I said, there's yeah. no chance. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's not impossible. I don't yeah. think they will. But if yeah. they love Will Anderson and now Jalen Carter's a risk, I mean, you, I mean, who? I guess if you move to second, you can still get him. Yes, yeah. that's fair. Um, he's got Houston taking Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Tyree Wilson would be a riser. Mm. Edge rusher from Texas Tech. He has going number three to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts get C.J. Stroud. So, yeah, that's the combo. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that's what I think ultimately happens. Yeah, and I don't like that. I don't like that in our uh, – Jalen Carter falls to only fifth. I think if you play the NFL odds, one of them will hit and one of them will miss for whatever reasons, but that's generally yeah. how it works, right? It could be. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anthony Richardson goes number seven, now ahead of Will Levis to the Raiders. That's what it is. Speaking of the Gators, um, 
Georgia, South Carolina, Oklahoma. That's not official, though, right? No. Because I mean, I've seen a lot. These are just fan. Are these? Well, these? there's a lot of buzz about because Alabama, because Nick's already come out when they said Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU and went, wait, a whoa, whoa, well, that, whoa, I mean, whoa. Yeah, that's who it should be. <laughs> but well, you got to play Auburn. I don't like the way. I would do it different, and I wouldn't do it to make it easier or harder. I would do it with the teams I feel like to. Who in your mind? Mm-hmm. Take it. Everything else. Also, I, also, though, because before, it doesn't fit for everyone. Yeah, I'm not before saying it you, does. Before you go too deep into this, yeah. understand that this allows you to play. I know everybody else all the time. But the three we're mentioning right now in the new conformed SEC year, will on. be every year, and then but but because of the new setup, you'll play everyone at least every other year. Every other year. Okay. Yeah. But but everything thrown aside. Yeah. You can pick what you think are the Florida Gators' three best SEC rivals. Yep. Not who's easiest or hardest. Who would you pick? Vandy. <laughs> Kentucky. Mississippi State. Uh, I mean, we have troubles with everybody nowadays. Yeah. But Now, this is a hard question from a couple of reasons. There's the old school time-honored good SEC yeah. rivalry. And then there are the we ones that... We had a great that, rivalry with Auburn, but it's gone. See, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far yet. Because, well, by that, then there's only three answers. It's not even close. What, Tennessee, LSU, and Georgia? There's nothing even close yeah. if you don't put Auburn. I would put Auburn in over Tennessee, maybe. Because I remember Tennessee. Here's the odd thing about Tennessee: not only did we always used to play Auburn, but we never played Tennessee. Right. right. Excuse the we. I got my pop bombs on. Florida never played Tennessee. It's a thirty for year. A lot of years. It's a thirty year Tennessee thing here now, though. I guess so. you're right. That's fair. But Auburn was a sixty. Forty years. Was a sixty. Forty years. Thousand. Thousand. That's 30. thirty. Thirty-three years. Auburn was a sixty-year thing, though, till they went away. Yeah. I don't know. Auburn, Florida, to me, may, it just holds a – just growing up, it, it seems like a bigger one. But I will grant you Tennessee. So it would be Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, and it's not even close. Yeah, I know, but you don't you don't get that. I know. And, yeah. I'm not saying you do. I know because they won't do it that way. you have to take into account what everybody get, else is I getting, get and there's only three teams, and so – But you could do this. I would say this. You could very easily say Georgia's are Auburn, Florida, and Tennessee. Yeah, they get Auburn, Florida, and Kentucky in this one. So you could keep the three of them together, though, I'm saying. Yeah, Tennessee gets uh, and then, you know, LSU gets 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 Florida, Alabama, Ole Miss. I mean, that's how I would. If I were doing it, I would do it a little different. And by the way, I think the good teams should play the good ones, and the bad ones play the bad ones. Oh, yeah, I not? do. I mean, because at the end of the day, yeah, there are some bad ones, and guess what? In twenty years, they're still going to be the bad ones. They mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Although the SEC is getting to a point, it's harder to identify the you know, like Vandy's never going to be any good in football. Whoever gets them gets an advantage over everyone else. They are by far the worst team in the league and will be forever. Vandy would get. And they beat Florida this year. This is not a slam Vandy. It's just a reality. Man, just slam them like a champion. <laughs> Vandy would get Auburn, Mizzou, and Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Texas and Texas A&M obviously got a play. That's a win for Auburn. Does Texas get Oklahoma and Texas A&M? I mean, if they had yes, any they guts, do. if the SEC had any guts and an ode to history, it would be Texas Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Arkansas. How hard is it? Yeah. That's right. That's just so tailor-made. Put them them there. Texas gets Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M. Texas gets that part. They should all have that as their Texas A&M gets LSU, which I don't mind. Texas, Texas A&M got to play, then Mississippi State. Who's Texas get for their third? Oklahoma? Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas A&M? Oklahoma gets Florida, Texas, and who? Texas A&M? Mizzou. Hmm. Florida, Texas, and Mizzou. Oklahoma, Texas got to play. Oklahoma, I mean Missouri. I forgot about that. They they get left out of or Missouri. But I just thought it's interesting yeah. to look at that. The look at that how it how it breaks down going forward and what they do. And again, ultimately, you're going to play everybody more. 
which I think is a benefit if you go. So when they go to the nine game, it'll you'll see everybody at least once every other year, which isn't too bad. You know? I, it's uh, funny what a dollar. You know, I was going to make one more observation about uh, Florida, Georgia. And, uh, Trey Dean changed it a little bit, but and you watch the Georgia kids at the combine and how they look and the numbers they post are just, yeah. you're sitting there going, well, you know why? They're recruiting. Yeah. You know, and Five then you watch, and, and then I watch my two guys, my two safeties. It's two slowest in the draft. Two slowest. Yeah. Now, Trey Dean did have the most reps from the bench. So, right. whatever that means. Put him in the box, I guess. Yeah. Put him in the box. Congratulations. You just got Cyprian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a box safety. Yeah. For he, sure. That's what we call him a box safety. I hung out with him in, well, you know, in uh, Miami. It's funny. Sip, how- Sip show? Sip squad? It's, Are you part of the Sip Squaddy? Kind of. It's it's funny how a dollar can equal a dollar until it doesn't. I have a I have a really good corresponding dollar to dollar that tells you how much more valuable one is versus the other when we come back. Wow. Yeah. So that if you guys follow it. that riddle, great. If you didn't, I'll explain when we come tease. back. It's a Monday morning quarterback at horsemanonly.com. All right, welcome back to the uh, program. Jacksonville lost one of our own this weekend. Gary Rossington, Leonard Skinner, one of the founding members, guitarist, passed away at 71. So, uh, sad to see. Born in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, we've lost a few of those bandmate kind of members over the over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville produced a lot of Southern rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the day, you know, in the 70s. So. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Sad, sad to hear that. Yep. I believe, uh, uh, which one? It was Ronnie that passed away in the um, airplane crash. Van Zant. Yeah, I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a historian. I don't want to speak out of place. The, Certainly one of the brothers, the well, Van Zants for sure. The other brother, like he was a frequent. There's of mine, Johnny and cust- Ronnie. Right. Yeah. The cust- he was a frequent customer of mine when I was at the when I worked for the cell phone store. So yeah. he would only buy his cell phones for me. Ah, cool. Uh, like go. that. Um, yeah, Johnny is. That's Johnny. Ronnie was, yeah. Right, Would right. you guys agree that not every dollar is earned the same? I can put a dollar in this hand, a dollar in this hand. Do you have more or less respect for how much that dollar is worth, depending on what you had to do to get it? Oh, Absolutely. sure. If I gave you a dollar, Dan Hicken, and I told E.T., if you can jump in the water and hold your breath for three minutes, <laughs> right. hasn't he impressed me a lot more to win his dollar than you being given yes. yours for free? I like my I dollar thought the ultimate, free. yeah, I mean, again. Um, you have a dollar for me No, today? the very best golfers in the world will be here at the Players this week, and I don't know if I've ever been a, seen a better representation, actualization of the value of money and how it's earned than I saw yesterday because the $3.6 million that Kurt Kitayama earned mm-hmm. – is a thousand times more valuable than the four million that Liv gave Charlie three sticks a week ago. Okay, just want to point that out. That's why people will always gravitate toward the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. a tour of grown ass men. Yeah, with 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 something at stake, yeah. winning their money when putts on the 18th hole matter. Yeah, not just. Get the girls ready for the mixer. Charlie's coming home. Sometimes the best in the world. Don't make the putts. So to have the that's why. And by the way, the leaderboard itself. I mean, if I'm live right now, I'm I'm just building a bunker and I'm getting in it. I quit. I shut up. My bad. You guys are welcome. We got you all that money, and there's some truth in that. Too bad you guys won't have any chance to enjoy all that cash for really competing mm-hmm. like a pro athlete, not like a like like they're the Savannah Bananas. You know, they're the Harlem Globetrotters. They're a 
XFL. I mean, they're whatever. And 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 I bring it up because to me it's relevant. The three point six million and what it took for that young golfer to beat back literal top ten golfers oh, to win yeah. it versus these kookaberries just handing out four million dollars because Charlie Three Sticks had the best looking shorts that week. Mm-hmm. Just summed it up even more. And now those battle tested pros will come here um this week. I ask you guys to ponder something as we're in the break. I'm sure neither one of you listened to me at all and has has prepared Not at all. Learn this. We started talking about we talked we've had this conversation before, but like give me like some impressive athletic families, whether it's father, son, siblings, however you the want to. The Bonds parents. The Bonds. Very obvious. Griffey. The Griffies, that's another good one, right? There's a There's nothing iffy about Griffey. It's gone. Let me tell you, and we could keep going here and we could go through a variety of sports uh-huh. and uh-huh. a variety of relationships. And I don't think we would ever get to two that probably deserve to be considered top five based mm-hmm. on their accomplishments and what they do. We don't give enough credence to John Bones Jones and Chandler Jones. One of them leads the NFL in sacks every other year. What about Arthur? Yeah, Arthur also played. Yeah. yeah, he played. He's not of that level. Arthur but won I'm, a Super Bowl. I'm talking about Chandler Jones is arguably Baller. at times been the best at his position as a as a pass rushing defensive end. Baller. And Bones Jones is the best UCF UFC fighter there's ever been. They're both off, also both two of the oddest birds in the in the in the uh, pigeon coop. They are odd, but not <laughs> terrible people. They're just but they're odd. Come from a preacher family, you know. Their daddy's a preacher, Arthur. He? he said he didn't want John to be a, a, a bones. Uh, he didn't want bones to be a uh, a fighter. He wanted him to be a preacher. Well, I came, uh, ho- I came a- home Saturday night, uh, driving back from Alabama to a uh, full house of uh, young folks watching Bones Jones. Yeah, well, and here's the thing too. What's impressive, you know, it's been three years since that dude fought, and he changed weight classes, and he went out and he won in the first round. I, oh. In a sport that's become more and more popular, and I'm not a use. Is he the best? UFC fighter ever? Yes. Right? I get that's what we would call him. And there have been other good ones. And there been in the and, and he's also managed to. Here's another thing that's different about UFC versus boxing and other combat sports. Mm-hmm. Like in boxing, if you if you are 14 and 5, you're just a guy. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like great boxers is because they're 32 and 1. UFC fighters don't do that. They get beat. Like, even the best ones lose two or three or four times from between earlier in their career and otherwise. John Jones had never been beaten by a guy. He got disqualified once. He's got one DQ. I think he's like 32-1 and one with one DQ. That's it, huh? Do you know how amazing that is? Throw me a – throw me a – give me a, a UFC fighter that you know that you think is really good. Name one. Could be anyone. Connor. I, I mean, he was viewed as a, a great fighter, not just a – Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, Connor McGregor. Cormier. Uh, Cormier. So- Cormier, Silva. by the way, is Silva. Lo- uh, Cormier has lost twice to John Bones Jones, by the way. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Um, Anderson Silva. I like that. Uh, Conor McGregor, mm-hmm. 22 and 6. He's lost six times. Oh, yeah. You don't lose. That's what I mean, these guys lose. They, they lose. That's what I'm saying. So for- Silva, 34 and 11. Yeah, 11. Get these- now, then look up John Jones. One. And, oh. it was a- and it was a DQ. What about Khabib? Khabib's a good one. I don't know how many he's lost this year. 29 and 0. 20. Okay, well, there you go. And Khabib. And by the way, he would fit into that. I would consider him in that group, and we were going to have a long-form discussion on it. He's been awfully impressive. Mm-hmm. Khabib. And there have been few, and I'm not a historian, but I just no. don't I don't feel like – and now, look, you're right. Because I mean, 
John Jones, I think, has had a hit and run at one point. Chandler Jones has been, you know, walking around seemingly under the influence of ayahuasca. No, no, no one knows what's going on. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a little bit of stuff. Your boy Prince uh, Harry, by the way, says hallucinogenics are a big part of who he is too. Prince Harry said that. That's making sense now. Prince Harry came out. Crazy ginger, get out of here! All right, it's the Monday morning quarterback divorcement. Prince Harry. dot com. uh, Hour number four coming up. Hello, Governor. Oh, yeah, 906. Good morning, Jacksonville. Hanging out here on the drill. Combine is over. Peter King thinks uh, <clears throat> best guesses from my GM crowdsourcing Derek Carr to the Saints. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. The, uh, ESPN is pumping up the uh, the Jets angle. This Aaron Rodgers, no one knows truly, but I'm guessing Jets. This is Peter King. Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones franchise. Jimmy Garoppolo, the beneficiary of some quarterback uncertainty sometime in March. I don't see the Raiders being in the Rodgers Derby if there is one. Uh, he thinks Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can reach a happy ground, if it, but he doesn't think either side will budge. But his suggestion is how about two years fully guaranteed at like a high price, like $95 million. And then Lamar would get to be a free agent again in two years, and then the Ravens don't have to commit to five years of guaranteed money. Uh, he says, just some other notes from Peter King, was at the Combine free agency, looks like a dud. With legal tampering a week away, there's no buzz. There's not a lot of stars. Um uh, what else did he say? Cautionary tale of the week: Carson Wentz. Yeah, there's one of these guys. They're all Carson the same guy. Wentz. Baker Mayfield's not far behind. Here's what he said about Carson Wentz. Well, here's the difference. But there's a big diff between Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has cost teams a lot of capital and money to play for them. In other words, he must not be likable because Philly paid him 79 million for five seasons. Indy paid him 21.3 for one season. Washington paid him 28.3 for a half season of uninjured play. We killed that dude's career. He was fine in Indy. He had a decent one year and then he was so bad here and he went to Washington and suddenly he was terrible. He said money earned a hundred Money or, I, I get the feeling Peter King doesn't like Carson Wentz because he really piled on a guy for and his money earned 128 million overall record 46 46 no playoff wins. There's a lot of guys, uh, including that. what Philadelphia paid to move up six slots in the draft in the 2016 first round. Here's what the Eagles, Colts, and Commanders traded to acquire Wentz: three first round picks, one second round pick, four third round picks, one fourth round pick, nine picks, all in the top 100 of the draft. 8th, 12th, 17th overall in three different drafts. Well, in fairness, in his first four years, he had one year where he had 33 touchdowns, seven picks. Well, he's heading for an MVP season. And he had another, and then came back from the injury, only played 11, but then the next year had 27 and 7. Was that in Indy? No, that was in Philly. He played five years in Philly. I guess Philly must have paid him. Who paid him? How did he get to 100 and something million? You don't get that for being the third pick. He must have read the money. Philly paid him 80 million for five years. That's about right. Indy paid him 21, and Washington paid him 28. Wow. Still in his career, 151 touchdowns, 66 picks. This guy should not be the poster child for bust. It's just he fell off and he's gone. Right? I mean, this this was the Washington was the last chance. You're a backup now. Wentz was uh, downtown having dinner with his agents in Indy. He's determined to continue playing and open to various roles that can help a team. How much will Wentz allow himself to be humbled? Will he be a backup that helps the starter? Will he be a selfless teammate? The tables have turned for him. He's a backup that helps the starter, I would mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. What about Wentz and and one of the and and either Levis or Richardson somewhere? 
You want you want Wentz to go Oakland, to Carolina or Oakland or you know Vegas or Vegas? You know the right one of these teams that are thinking about drafting those guys yeah. are going to have needs. What yeah. if? Yeah. We, I, the yeah. Wentz tale is a weird one. Well, the Wentz is I, there's no way in the world you want him to be your starter. We've had two years where he's but yeah. I mean even Indy had 27 touchdowns, seven picks again. The J 96 rating, he was great. Yeah. The Jags ended his career, man. And well, and then we let it. Then well, we they played. Re- didn't they play the Raiders yeah. at home the week previous? And if they had beaten them, I think they would have yeah. been. So it was those yeah. two games. Yeah, two in he, a row. Yeah. And then we tried to revive it in the opener and let him throw for 304 scores or three or four scores against the Jags. There right? Was a, this guy, uh, Rob Guerrera, put a uh, – and you'll know this. Uh, he says, let's check in on how the 49ers feel about Trey Lance. And it's John Lynch, right? And he goes, oh, we Trey's doing good. And he goes up and scratches his head. And they, and they put the uh, – Jerry Seinfeld, when you touch your face, it indicates yeah, that you don't like the relationship. If yeah. you go low, it's this. If you go to your nose, if you go, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Against the Jaguars in the opener, Wentz in a win, went 27 of 41, 313 yards, passer rating 101. Oof. Then he came back the next week against Detroit, 30 of 46, 337. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's off. He, in the first two weeks, he's thrown for 650 yards. Yeah. He's completed Everything's 65%. Great. He's got... Seven touchdowns, three picks, a passer rating of 100, and then just he had a good game against Tennessee later in the year, 359, two touchdowns, one pick. Um, But, yeah, just I, I, you don't want him as your starter. No matter who you are, you do not want him as your starter unless it's one of those. these other. There are guys that can fall into this one-year placeholding. I mean, it seems like Tyrod Taylor's done that two or three times. Do you want to go to the Farrah Farrah phone lines and talk to Joe Yu? Because I'm sure he wants to talk about his Canes basketball team. They share the ACC title. He'll probably, probably. Um, Canes are a solid second best team in the state. I think he'll probably uh, complain that they didn't. Get That's okay. Company. Let's uh, bring him in. Then All you right. got to do that though. Et, I got no control. Top of the morning. Yeah, boys. solid. Yeah. Top uh, of the morning. Tied for first in the ACC, second best team in Florida. There's, there's, it's a good year. Let me. What are you talking about, bro? What do you mean? Who's what am I talking about? FAU, FAU would be the okay, first. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. not joking. F- FAU, every, by 26 points. every power. Uh, hold on a second. It's not my opinion. I don't know. I haven't watched all of FAU's games. I haven't watched all of Miami's games. I'm talking about every measurable, every ranking, every power poll, every net ranking. They all have FAU significantly better than Miami. Maybe they're not. Just going by them. There's no maybe about it, bro. We play in the oh. Atlanta Coast Conference. We ACC. have to play those. ACC's. We have to play the refs and things like. I mean, I know this, Carolina Joe. I'm thinking about a good, a good solid, a good solid ACC race. I mean, I always think of it coming down to Pitt and Miami in the final weekend. I'd say the league's probably a little down. Sometimes it does, bro. Sometimes we won the ACC ten years ago. We're the number two team in the country. Yeah, I mean, who who we beat got you? To the Was that Tennessee that beat you? Who beat you? Tennessee that year? Marquette. 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 Is that Dwayne Wayne? No. In the uh, 16 when Sean Larkin got the flu. Yeah. Uh, I, I think then, in fact, I think then we turned around and cleaned up your 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 mess and beat Marquette the next week. I think that's, who, I think that's how that, that happened. Don't, don't try to turn this into some Gator stuff. We're the <laughs> ACC champ. It ain't no coach champ. We beat Virginia. We only played them once. The ACC is full of manure. What are you talking about? What's wrong? You got, the the top, you got the top seed. How are they full of manure? Cause they call us coach champs. Well, that's because you have the bro. same record, man. That's how it works. We you know beat that. them. Yeah, but you didn't get to play them, them twice. Mm-hmm. This ain't soccer, bro. It's, 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 no, that's not how it works. Time. Nobody does anyway. it that way. Was there something else you hey, want to discuss? 
Yeah, I want to talk about – I hate it for the players that every time it's players week, we have great weather before. Well, it's going to be good this comes, week. It's going to rain. It's going to rain, though. No, it's, it's not. It's supposed to be nice. I want it to be like it was last <laughs> week, 85 degrees. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, but I, your boy will be in the chalet, though. So, I mean, yes, you will. You know, I'm, I'm for the people in the grounds. I'm looking out for the little guys. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, that's you. I, You'll be hosting. I, it's your boy. You you know silly. You're a silly right, man, Joe. Yeah, silly. Yeah. Get him out Silly, here. silly man. Hosting is what he's doing. Hosting. hosting. I got news for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just awful. Thursday, 71-61. chance of rain. Friday, 7860. 20, hey, what, what are we doing? 20, I'm giving you the weather for the players. It's supposed to rain this weekend. It's supposed to be nice. 24% chance. It's not supposed to rain. It's 24% chance of rain. It's just one that you're looking at. Damn, That's man, the don't, one. Don't you come over here with that negativity, That's man. That's the I'm looking at weather.com. Is there another one which I should be looking at? I'm a weather.com. It's supposed to now to your point. It's about, the rain's supposed to roll in on Monday, 58%. But our highest chance of rain is 24%. And the Why are you jinxing it? Temps are perfect. 7860, 7861, 7763. Sounds like it's you're jinxing marvelous. it. It sounds, sounds terrific. They just want a nice week. They want to return to normalcy. It is. Had... Y'all have worn around in March, man. No one seems to remember what March really is. It's a lot freaking colder and wetter than this, typically. We had COVID. We had no fans. We had weather. We just want to return to normalcy. Yeah. That's all we want. We had it last year a little bit. No, we didn't. We had Sorry. a nightmare last year. It was the worst players oh, that part ever. Yeah, right. But I just meant, I meant all the fans were allowed back. That's yeah, what I meant. But you, yeah, to your point. Yeah. yeah, that was nasty. It was awful. I got, I, I got while well, the getting was good on that one. <laughs> Silly me. I thought maybe the golf tournament would, I don't know, end on a Sunday. As hoped. Oh, yeah. You weren't here on the Monday? Yeah. You had a vacation? Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I had to go. To, yeah, I did. I had a vacation. Um. So Tiger had made it official. He's not going to play in the players. That happened on Friday when he didn't hit, hit the deadline. Um, I guess he. I guess he's just not going to play to all the Masters. Yeah, you wouldn't think. I mean, I mean he you said it pretty much. I well, guess he said he might find. It. I mean, but if it was going to be, you would you would have thought it would have been either Bay Hill or where he's won a ton, or here at the players where he hasn't necessarily you know hadn't been a confidence booster for him. Yeah, I don't think Tiger needs confidence at this point. I don't think it matters. He could go shoot 80 tomorrow. It's not going to affect how he thinks he's going to do at Augusta here in a month. And by the way, spoiler alert, how he's going to do, he's going to keep you enthralled all weekend while he hangs around the top five, top ten, and threatens to win. That's how he's going to do at Augusta. So we go ahead and do that Monday show if you want. <sighs> Let's talk right now as Tiger just lost by a shot to Rory at the Masters because that's how it's going to look. Uh, I hope you're right. Yeah. I know you do. I hope you're right. I'd like to again shout out to the idiocracy for not allowing Novak, for not allowing Novak Djokovic into the country to play a tennis tournament at Indian Wells. I'd just like to shout out the morons who you won't run, let them in, who run things. I mean, you've got to be kidding me, dude. Why won't they let him in? The stupidity that because he doesn't have a COVID vaccine. It's just, I mean, am I? Is somebody stuck? I in thought a we changed cave? on that. Didn't there we? are what? There's no COVID, dude. COVID's long gone. COVID, the COVID that shut down the country and killed people. Yeah, there's a COVID variation by now that'll treat you like you're a, have a have a cold. Mm-hmm. But to not keep the lot allow top flight athletes, who by the way has already had COVID, to come in for a vaccine that every day we get further proof didn't only have worked to begin with to play a tennis tournament is just the the most asinine display of the idiocracy when it comes to sports. And they better get it fixed by the U.S. Open, which I'll remind you they kept him out of last year. 
And it's just interesting as, you know, California won't let him in. It's, it's, it's especially rich because, I mean, we all know that out in that part of the country, there's nobody coming in without a vaccine. We've made sure we, I mean, we can't get Novak Djokovic to fly in first class, take a test and play a tennis tournament, but it makes sense because nobody else is coming into the country out there with no vaccines. Where would they be coming from? I Just flooding in, Dan, apparently. They're flooding from, in? Yeah, they're flooding in. From where? I don't know. I think some people, when you have a natural um, <laughs> uh, separation of two different entities, some call it, Dan, a border. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to talk to Clowkey? Yeah. See what that knucklehead's up sure. to? Sure. He's on one, the fair affair. Remains one of my favorite players was following Clowkey and family around. JK67. I think he gave him. us a T16 that year, I believe. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Clowkey? Man, ready for this fun week? Yes, we are ready. We are ready. Yes, it's going to be, you know, I'm, that was, you know, lifelong dream to play in a couple of players. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, I bet. How you doing, man? So, what's your kid doing? He's getting ready for, you know, he's going to go play golf at JU. Okay, so, good. I was wondering why. I year, wasn't sure where he ended up. Um, awesome. He's ready fun. to get the heck out of the house. I bet. Know? I would be, too, if yeah. I was living with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is your game? You playing much golf? What are you doing these days? Just, uh, you know. little of this, little of that. You know, I can't drive, you know, my epilepsy. Yeah, so, I do know that. Oh. You know, all that fun stuff. But, you know, hey, that's the way, you know, life goes. You get presented with problems, and at least I was able to fulfill my dream to play, you know, Heck growing yeah. up. Heck yeah, Clowkey. Growing Good. up as a kid, you know, with the tournament in March, and then I love it in March. So, What what about the golfers, Clowkey? As a golfer, what which suits which of the either the weather or the agronomy or whatever it, it would affect, which would they prefer? Because they're always going to say it's great whenever they move it, whichever side it is. But from a realistic standpoint. <laughs> I liked it in May because, you know, being the short knocker I was, AMP was. You get a little extra roll. You know, yeah, you yeah. got roll. But, yeah. you know, shoot, this time of the year you can get the rough. Hopefully, you know, like last week they had the rough pretty darn tall. And what a shot that he hit. That guy hit last week on the 18, you know, then too bad that putt didn't go in for him. That would have been a fun finish. But, uh, well, it was anyway. Yeah. But uh, hopefully the rough is, is tall, in my opinion. That's, you know, make, but uh, it's going to be a fun, ha, fun time. Has, I, sure. if, it feels, obviously, you were playing in Tiger's heyday and, and you know, Ernie right. Els and guys were around. I, I just, like, top to Top to bottom. I mean, you look at the leaderboard yesterday, or you look at what is, is coming to players. It seems as maybe as legitimately talented top level as it's been. Like you can go eight, absolutely or 10 or twelve guys. No question. That, it's going to yeah. be for a long time. You know, it's yeah. a bunch of young kids. So, yeah, it's exciting. And you know, the Corn Ferry Tour is getting stronger and stronger. You know, the the path to the tour. You know, these. You know what PJ Tour. New university, I forget the exact name, mm-hmm. but they can get straight to the tour. So shoot, it's got uh, it's younger and younger. And better, come, it's great. And come better, see better. us if you're out there this week, Clowkey. Absolutely, all right, my brother. Miss you guys. Miss right, you. Good man. to hear from you. Hey, is this it's JK67? Right oh, we love him. On, on the is uh, this is this uh, Masters invitation legit? I don't think so. I, I think it's. Either. I think it's um, somebody. Like, yeah, because there are some of those guys are at that dinner. 
Well, I know, but I, is he just joke? I mean, I so, so though, no, Scotty Scheffler. I wonder if the Happy Gilmore guys yeah. did it. I don't Scottie know. Scotty Scheffler it. wins the Masters, so he gets to. You are cordially invited to the Masters Club dinner, August Augusta National Golf Club, Tuesday, April fourth, twenty twenty three, seven o'clock. Scotty Scheffler host, and then underneath it says, "Live guys, kindly meet on the ninth green at nine p.m." That's a Happy Gilmore, right? He had Happy <laughs> meet him at nine p.m. They turned <laughs> the sprinkler mean? on him. I mean, if he really put that, printed just, that, it's very I, funny, but I don't know that he, the Masters would allow that. I, I could think see, a, I could I'm see, assuming it's a joke. but I could see certain guys would do, that doesn't seem to be his personality to me. Scheffler. Yeah. I just mean, boldly just saying it I think way. it just. Uh, no, I think yeah. it's somebody made a meme out of it. I yeah. Do. Let's take I mean. one more phone call. We'll come back and see what's uh, trending. Okay. Um, by the way, I don't know what's going on with John Moran, but that kid's trending in the wrong direction. It seems like each time there's are an they, update. Are the Knicks trending? I doubt Nine it. in a row. Hottest team in the NBA right now, right, Pross? He says Are now they that, now the hottest team in the NBA? Uh, yeah, as, okay. if, as far as with Last week, you yelled at me. And well, said I didn't yell at you. I just well, said, you kind of screamed. Well, no, there was... The oh, hell they are! You okay. ever heard of the Bucs kicking? They've won 16 in a row! Uh, and Dan's like, did they? Oh, really? I'm like, um, who? Meekly. Oh, you're you're right again. No, um, he says here, uh, formerly known as Red Sox John. I don't know if he's given up on the Red oh, Sox, no. or, but he's on hold right now. John is on no. hold. What's the formerly known as mean, John? Explain well, it to you me. know, you get you get caught cheating, and you give away all your good players. You got oh. Mo Larry and Curly in the front office. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I've been following this team since 1964. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm just. I'm tired Sick of it, of man. It. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. And John, I just John. wanted to know, do you guys think it's okay to, to, to uh, accept another team or follow another team, or do, am I yes. stuck with this? No, no. you can. You're I'm stuck. Just, it's America. You no, can switch if you're you want. stuck, John. I disagree. Nah, I disagree. With I you. saw one of your heroes from yesteryear last night, Bill Spaceman Lee, pitching at the age of yeah. 76, a Red Sox. Through and through, John. What's, what's, what uh, would Spaceman say? Here's what's not acceptable, John. You can't leave them in a fit and a and 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 ticked off, and then in four years where they're good and running stable again, go back to them. All right? That's, okay. I so, just wanted to clarify. And that could happen. So I starts. I would say do not. You are you can disavow your Red Sox, but I'll agree with Hick to the point of don't act don't don't actively go marry another one. Let's just you know swipe the app a couple times. You know, watch a few other teams, see what's out there. But I wouldn't go. Full on into marriage with another team. You just—it's been too long. To really, to really make Dan mad, I was actually not—not intentionally, of course, because I love you guys. You you guys have been my friends for—you're like brothers to me. But uh, I was looking at the team up there in North Georgia. But you can't go wrong with that. You got—you got some tie-ins. Somebody might say you're a bandwagon jumper. So I I don't know. I'm kind of stuck between that. One more question, (laughs) and I'll let you guys go. I've uh, never been to the TPC, but I got tickets for to go tomorrow, good. and I'm basically interested in the in the concert, the military stuff. Sure. What's a good time to go out there? So I, you know, not at seven thirty in the morning. Of How course. important is it to have good seats for the concert? Because they they go out there early. Are they on for seventeen the... still, or have they moved that back to the clubhouse? Well, I, I don't know it where changes, it is. So yeah. I mean, I don't know it's where they're seventeen having it, green had it the last couple of years or around seventeen. Yeah, know. that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get your opinion. It just depends how bad. I mean, if you just no, want to see see it from a distance in the music, just go out in the afternoon, have a good time, walk around a little bit, check out the course. Because if you've never been, you might as well. And you don't and have then to go watch there. the concert on your way out. You know, definitely don't have to get right. there in the morning. That there's well, a whole, there's no, no, a whole no. between the practice round and the concert. There's a whole wave of people that will leave that aren't there for 
mm-hmm. for the concert specifically. Mm-hmm. I you, got you. You come out early afternoon, you'll be fine. What time is the concert? I is appreciate six? everything you've done. Love you guys. All right, Bye. You good later. to hear from you. Thank be you well. So there he goes. Formerly known as Red Sox John. We'll be back. We'll see what's trending. It's the Monday Morning Quarterback, DivorcementOnly.com. Kevin O'Sullivan and the Gators have owned the Miami Hurricanes 38 of the last 49. 13 of the last 15 series. 1-2 punch Miami out of the 9 10, 11, and 15 tourneys. Uh, it's a, it's a, one thing Kevin O'Sullivan can hang his hat on is he has beaten up the Hurricanes pretty good. Took them two out of three, and the game they blew fit the same mold. of Florida's lost three games this year, and all three they've led by at least five runs. Yeah. Often late. These uh, two of these things were late leads that went bye bye, but yes, uh, nonetheless, I'm all in on this Caitlin Clark. She she she's appointment TV. I can watch her. Mm-hmm. She yesterday she had a triple double with like 15 assists or something, like 37 and 15. They're good. I mean, these but, years. But, but maybe she'll make a run. Ionescu is better than yeah. her. You wouldn't get I mean, in on her. I like her better. I don't know what it is. Huh? Like, well, it's not that I wasn't in. I don't know who she, she is. She plays for the Liberty. That's yeah. why you don't like her. 100. percent I know how you are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not my anti uh, New York Liberty. A lot of anti right. stuff on you today. I guess. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but my anti hicking at this point. You want to see what's trending? Yeah. All right. Brought to you by Pet Paradise. Trending as your number one stop. Don't go anywhere else. Don't waste your time. I vetted it for you. Pet Paradise has the ultimate and ultra modern facilities. They have, whether you're taking them for a play date, whether you have veterinary or grooming needs, whether you need long-term boarding, climate-controlled suites, going to get hot. Those kids, those pups are going to be playing in the bone-shaped pool with the staff that loves them. You'll see a difference when you take your pet to Pet Paradise. Go to PetParadise.com. Number five. As we mentioned earlier, Chris Rock, he got his get back. Yes, he did. He gives his side of the Will Smith Oscar slap in his next next flick Netflix special. And my first reaction to that is like, bruh, it's too late. It's yeah, almost a year a ago, bit. man. Like, you know, that ship has sailed. Uh, I get it. He slapped you on that. He must TV. have had some expectation of something that was going to happen in the aftermath, and it didn't. I don't know. Hey, bro, I got two million coming your way. I don't know what it is, but something has happened. Because he was okay at first, and they had a friendship. So there's been some, either through the back channels, what they're saying, or maybe some way he's been around him and was treated. It goes... You don't just now, all of a sudden, a year later, <clears throat> you know, go go teeth gnashing, I don't think. And then we spoke about Q ratings earlier, Jeff. And yeah. Since that slap, there was a time Will Smith was one of the most likable and lovable people all time. Like yeah. his Instagram, yeah. as soon as he signed on to Instagram, he had like over like millions of followers. Yeah. And his Instagram was, was it was interesting. But his Q rating has definitely plummeted since the slap. It makes oh, you look sure. at him differently, man. <laughs> it does. I mean, it was just so out of well, what we thought was out of character, right? But I don't know. I don't know. What to, you know, it is what it is at this point. I mean, so, but it definitely did would hurt his Q rating. That's for sure. I, you know what, Dan? I think the one thing I was talking about the XFL earlier, and you know, again, we are where we are. We're not watching spring football. Mm-hmm. Can, can The Rock, if they can just maintain and not try and be anything other than what they are, can The Rock and his brand build that to it's at least sustainable? That intend, you know, if you gotta have, you gotta, if you're one of those leagues, you gotta last. I bring this up because more than anything, is uh, uh, oh, our kid from Baylor, Josh Gordon. You see yeah. what he did this weekend? No. 12 for 225 and three scores. Okay. 
Uh, the DC Defenders actually had a crowd. You know, that was interesting. But it, more than anything, Rock needs to even be more front and center as the face of. So there's no confusion between these spring leagues because the way he described the league and why he bought it and what his mission is for it, mm-hmm. people can accept. You're not trying to make these bold claims that you are what you are, this, that, or the other, or just means more. He, he, though, calls it the 54 league. And he just wants a bunch of guys 54 hungry. They're the 54th man on a 53-man roster. And he said in, form, in, in, in formulating it that that's kind of what I felt like I was. I was a good football player. I wasn't good enough to stick in the NFL. So this is the kind of league that I would have okay. gravitated toward. Now, it's better for him there wasn't a league like this because he went on to great fame and fortune. But I think they need to play rock even more in the forefront. Maybe they are, and I'm just not paying attention. I don't know. I don't think the rock I, – I just don't think people yeah. will well, you go have to, to the games. Again – you have to. People don't go to major. You know, people don't watch major league baseball, but they watch Savannah Bananas. You kind of have to find a mix in there. I'm not saying you're going to become Harlem Globetrotter football, right? But having su- the worst thing of all these leagues, Hick, in my mind, as an accomplished, seasoned veteran viewer, the worst thing that any sporting event can have is when you turn on the TV and there's no one in the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's the number one thing that tells me, well, this sucks. <laughs> And, and so, first and foremost, if you can somehow manage just even a local grassroots, is what it is, you know. And there are going to be guys that, that, you know, that matriculate to the NFL out of this. Josh Gordon's an interesting one, but we talked about him. I mean, he got chances on good teams. Seattle, Kansas City, the Patriots, nice. and never recaptured. Number four. School punishes teen girl for working out in sports bra and 100-degree Texas weather. A Houston area teen enlisted in the help of the American Civil Liberties Union after she says her school reprimanded her for working out in the sports bra while male athletes were allowed to practice shirtless. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't. I have no problem with a girl working out in a sports bra. I have no problem either. And, but, but there is a guy, difference in anatomy. There's a difference. In, <laughs> there's a difference in guys wearing no shirt and girls wearing no shirt. There's, I mean, there well, is. Yeah. Well, no, hey, by the way, there's all, not just a difference in anatomy. There's a difference in how that has, what that has meant forever, right? Forever, men's go shirtless, women don't. Again, yeah. I, I don't. Church versus skin. That, that, and that being said, I don't know what, anything about the rules here or what's going on. I, I if women want to go. Shirtless, then take it up, girls. We're all for you. I don't, you know what I mean. But I don't have a problem with a girl working out in a sports bra. That's become just exercise. That's like the norm now. That seems a little bit far fetched to me. Number three, an eight-year-old learned his Waffle House waiter was living in a motel, and managed to raise sixty-six thousand dollars for him via GoFundMe. That's awesome. Power of of social media. Finally, we got an eight-year-old who's not running up a three-thousand-dollar Uber Eats bill, (laughs) and instead is using technology to the benefit of another. It's wonderful. Number two. Now, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Um, as y'all know of me, y'all have grown to learn me just a little bit. Yes. I can ask y'all, what is my favorite food in the whole entire world? I talk about it all the time. It's eighty percent of my diet. I talk about it all the time. All the time. All the time. Your favorite food. Chicken. Chicken. Yes. No secret. You love chicken. Your boy loves chicken. He does love chicken. I do too. I'll join you anytime you want to go to the chicken chicken shack. I'm riding, buddy. Popeyes. I I will honestly believe. I've convinced myself sometimes that I've eaten as I eat as much chicken in a month as anyone in Jacksonville. I'm telling you, I do. Like daily, I eat chicken every day. At some form or fashion, almost every day I'm eating chicken. Well, Baskin and Robbins (laughs) launched a a new flavor product. 
You're going to have to try it. That sounds gross. Oh, no. You got to try I'm, it. I'm going to try You're it. You have to try it if yeah. you love chicken. Right. Chicken flavored ice cream? Uh, chicken and waffles flavored well, ice cream. Okay, so in other words, it'll be a maple maple syrup <laughs> ice cream. Is what and I don't know about How do you taste one? the chicken? I'll, tra- I'll, I'll, I'll taste it. I'll, going, I'll go for it. I'm I'll definitely going to try well, it. Try you know why? It'll be like a salt. They'll just be some a salty type. You know how you get like, I, sometimes you get caramel bacon ice cream. You've right. seen that? Yeah, you get. You, you, you know what would be good? It. You know what would be good? They used to make. Who's the guy? We used to have this uh, restaurant right up here at the corner. He was a famous chef from Guy uh, Fieri. No, he had a place at uh, Amelia. He had another place right up here on Southside Are Boulevard. Are you talking about Silkies? Maybe. No, I don't know. Anyway, Ronald it, McDonald. He had, <laughs> but there he had an appetizer. It was chick, fried chicken skin. Burger King. Like the little bitty, um, y'all really sounded silly because it's a world famous like television <laughs> chef who mm-hmm. had restaurants here in Jacksonville. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yuck it up. <laughs> anyway. Colonel Sanders. Um, that would that that would be interesting, sprinkling that on ice cream. If oh. you're going to make that kind of ice cream, put it on there with it. That, and that's some greasy goodness, that chicken skin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'd try that. I'm going to try this. John Number Henderson. one. No, it's not. <laughs> Kenny Gilbert. Big That's job. the guy's name. Thank you. Guy. They all, yeah, here they come. One after the other. Kenny Gilbert. John Henderson had a had a chicken John wing. John Henderson. No, Big he, no, he had a chicken wing established in the same building I'm talking about. And then it became this one. Dan's even been to a lunch there before, but he doesn't remember. <laughs> and the num- Oh, yeah, Silkies. Actually, he'll be at the TPC. So, yeah, he owned the restaurant called Silkies. But- Is that the one in Amelia? Uh-huh. Uh, probably. No. He, I'm he, not sure. He closed that one to open a different one. It was good, though. It's kind of soul foodish. And the number one trending topic, obviously, is yes. uh, our boy John Morant. Oh, uh, Consistently getting himself into all these situations. I don't understand this about Jaws when he either. came on and said, like, I need help. Like, help. They act I, like I, he's I a victim. I don't understand. Like, I what? didn't see that. He he yeah. said that? Yeah. Like, he's, I'm willing to, I, I need to get, I need to get help myself. Help with my issues. Get away, get like, help. what are the issues? Right. Stop it. Being dumb? I don't understand no, that. I, like no, what, I, I'll take it a I've step. All, I understand. I'm, I'm empathetic to, you know, depression and and, and no, I'll take it a step Alcoholism further. or gambling I, I, or sicknesses. But is there a sickness here? Or I'll take it. I'll take it a step further. I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, the sickness is stupidity. It really is. Don't give me this nonsense. There are too many people that deserve your thoughts and prayers and support. Okay, his teammates yesterday. You'd think he was DeVar Hamlin, Dan. Well, to listen him. to his <laughs> to listen to his teammates talk yesterday, I thought John Morant, with no fault of his own, mm-hmm. fell and paralyzed himself. Mm. I, what, nothing happened to him. He's not a victim of anything. He's incredibly misguided. By the way, this is not his. Uh, this is not the. He didn't come from the mean streets, Et. No. Yeah. I don't think so. No, he uh, didn't. He, 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 it just. I don't know what you're doing, dude. And there's a bigger. These are implications. I think maybe maybe he needs help in, in in cutting ties with people. I don't know, but he's the one who's doing it. So you can't send a message that toting around guns is cool to all of your fans and followers, young and old. Just not. At no time in our country has it been less cool to be walking around toting a piece. Am I wrong? No. And then another thing is like, how did you even get like to get into an establishment with the piece like that? Like, come right. on. Right. Also a good question. All right, that's what's trending. Well done, E.T. We got to uh, take a break and uh, make the turn for home, and that's what we're going to do right here on The Drill on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop.
Mike and Tony getting ready for Jaguars today. Hello, Tone. Good morning. What is cooking on a Monday with the boys post-combine now? Yeah, our question of the day today asking who is your 2023 NFL Combine crush that oh. you would realistically like to see the Jags take in this year's NFL draft. Doesn't have to be a first-round pick. Okay. It can be at any point in the draft. There's just a player that caught your eye this weekend. I saw, um, I, and again, I, I didn't see a ton of it, but it seems to me like the tight end position is very deep. Yeah. And I think that there will be an opportunity for the Jags maybe to add a tight end down. Not, I'm not talking necessarily, you know, first round, to Mayer or one of those mm-hmm. guys. But there was, like, I saw, I can't remember the kid's name. This guy's the most athletic tight end I've seen. And I've never, he's definitely not a first round mock guy. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe in the third, fourth, second, somewhere in there, they might be able to grab another tight end. I don't know. That's kind of the discussions we've had to this point. Yeah. You know, talking to the Tony Paulines of the world mm-hmm. that you don't need to take a tight end in the first round right. to get value. Right. At the tight end position in this particular draft, he did mention, say, there aren't many positions the Jags could draft and they walk in as a starter. Right. Right. Nickel corner is pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Like one of those two cornerback spots, mm-hmm. whether it be an outside guy or a guy who's going to play the mm-hmm. slot, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. If you're drafting a guy to be a starter, that could start for you. Yeah. If you pick him at 24 in this draft, but the cornerback group, he said, falls off after those top five or six. Ah. Right. Like unlike tight end, there may right. be one that you like way more than the other right. guys. And maybe that guy's available to the Jags at 24. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's the direction they go. But the drop-off at tight end isn't as big as it is, that's say, fair. at corner, which is a position of potential real need for the team. All right. Well, post-combine news and notes coming up. Mike and Tony, Jaguars today, top of the hour. Uh, thank you, Tony. Thank you. Our work is done here, Jeffrey. It is. We uh, brought shall, it today like a champ. We shall toil again tomorrow. We'll tomorrow, see you in a short toiling. 20 hours. That'll do it for the Monday morning quarterback. Divorcement only.com.